Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 323 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, aka Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. Of course, this week we talk about our unfortunate closing of a studio behind Concrete Genie, Horizon selling millions upon millions of copies, Konami bringing back some IP for PlayStation, and so much more as we do it live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. EST at Trophy, sorry, at youtube.com slash at PS Trophy Room. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson, how are you, sir? I'm okay. Yeah. For audio listeners, the people watching live already know, but audio listeners, you're getting this episode on my birthday. I made another trip around the sun. Ooh. Uh, I heard somebody recently describe their birthday as another trip around the earth. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what? Are you uh, the life cycle of a housefly? What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) That makes no sense. How old are you? 2,000 days? I don't understand (laughs) what's going on here. How you feeling though? How how how's it? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm probably gonna wake up tomorrow, or no, exactly at two twenty three p.m. tomorrow afternoon Eastern time is right mm-hmm. around when I was born. Nice, thirty six years ago. My God, Oof. Uh, I'm sure the moment that clock hits that that second. Something else will creak and ache <laughs> in my body. I think that's how it works. I think that's how it works too. I'm calling. I'm calling an elbow. I, right or left, I think is going to hurt. Oh, out of nowhere. Humble brag. My back is already hurt. My knees are. My hips. <laughs> I got uh, when a I get up and nerve. I. Str- oh yeah. When I get up and stretch lately, yeah. like you know that really big stretch. Yeah. The morning my stretch. tailbone pops. <laughs> like I crack my tailbone. Oh no. I'm like oh man, that's not good. <laughs> you know, I definitely understand that after the, your 21st birthday here in the states, birthdays just get depressing. So I really try to just make the day all about myself and treat myself. And, and I kind of did that on Tuesday. I yeah. saw Guardians. They, oh, how uh, was it? Oh, oh, oh I know. man. It's what a, so good. I cried like a baby. I didn't. I was actually really good. But I was just like, I could see how normal people would. I'm broken <laughs> yeah, inside. Yeah, yeah. I think we've yeah, come to are, that conclusion. So I'm like. You are broken. Yeah, yeah. This is, I, I get this. It, this it was fantastic. great, but I. I could have used you there with me. Oh, yeah? Not for emotional support or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I was a, running a little late, um, and I go up. It, it was like a fairly semi-empty theater. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the morning. God bless. Um, That's the best time to do it. It's great. I specifically bought the seat in the middle of the row. Okay. A couple of rows back. And I go to my row, and there are two kids sitting in my seat. <sighs> and I'm like, all right, it's not the biggest of deal like i'll just sit to have a seat in between us and sit but like certain dominance i bought that seat so i was like i could use joe here to yell at them for me because yeah. i i don't accept that i i don't like confrontation <laughs> i'd be like listen it seems like you're in my seat i, I yeah. see to me i think i could have used you <laughs> i i hate I hate in the movie theater when someone sits directly right next to you oh oh yeah so i always choose an aisle seat 
Mm. At least okay. I got because it gets some space. You know, we're both large and in charge individuals. Uh, yeah. So we mm-hmm. want our space, but more so, I don't want someone sitting right like a stranger. I don't sure. want that in my life. I don't need I mean, that. It's like the theater I have, they're, they're all reclining seats, so I'm not worried about Fair. people cramping my style, but mm-hmm. or me cramping their style, but it's just a. I, again, I'm getting old. Like, that annoyed me. Yeah. <laughs> and until the movie started, like, I purposely picked out that seat. I was shocked it was still available. Mm-hmm. And I show up and. Uh, no. Eh, it's right. The movie yeah. was great. Yeah, it was a still a great movie, but I would have. Yeah. I would have been like, you're in my seat. Get out. Get out. Kyle, I got a question before we talk about PlayStation and out of the mm-hmm. MCU verse. Um, you know. Recently, I think the last couple of games that have released, and I'm talking mostly towards Jedi Survivor here, have launched in really buggy states. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that's even also like the PC versions of you know Resident Evil and you know Dead Space, it seems like just every other game release right now is kind of just tempered by these again buggyish experience. Like they're 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 feeling like they're rushed in order to meet a quota of some kind, right? And I saw this conversation online, and I wanted to have it here, about the purpose of reviews talking about, you know, the importance of highlighting technical woes of these, you know, reviewers. Because what we're seeing is a lot of reviews giving, like, Star Wars high 80s high or low 90s, and it's, like, riddled with bugs and glitches. Mm -hmm. And it's bringing up the question of, like, well, why isn't anybody talking about this? Like, we see some reviewers going, well, you know, they promised us with a, a day one patch or the day zero patch usually it's often is. Um, and so we're going by what they're giving us and with the hopes uh, or, or with the trust rather that it gets patched out with the day one patch. Uh, I want to know where you, your thoughts are. Should reviews now uh, also put a emphasis on the technical performance of said game and when should they, and when shouldn't they, if there is a gray area there. I, Oh boy. <clears throat> Sorry. Don't die. I don't die. Another, uh, you got one more oh, day. Kyle. I know. I just gotta make it, <laughs> gotta make it less than 24 hours. That's um, right. uh, I don't know if I want a strong emphasis on it. Okay. I do think they should shout it out, mm-hmm. but I also think that they, cause most games, I put quote unquote, most games will have a day one patch, mm-hmm. depending on how early these reviewers get them. Um, I would expect either on after the day one patch goes live, they update their review saying the patch fixed it or the patch didn't fix it. There's still some issues, but it runs way better. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm absolutely sure most of the reviews do. Um, but to cut down, uh, like give dock it a few points yeah just because it ran framey here and there not all about it to me game is about the meat and potatoes of it what sure. am i doing in the game sure uh sure visually that also helps but if it is like if, if it's not still it, having a great time exactly i don't that's i i don't go i don't play a game to be like wow this tech is awesome yeah like I, I get unless it's in a controller form, like Astros or like a headset or something like that. Mm. But when it comes to a traditional video game, yeah, I want to know what I'm doing moment to moment, the gameplay, the story, the characters, yeah. the soundtrack, stuff like that. I think if it doesn't impede on your enjoyment, right? Like what you said, it really ought not to matter much. And yeah, 
while saying that, uh, you know, I was listening to our good friends over at Season Gaming, the big cast, uh, Travis, who reviews games at IGN, friend of the show, been on the show. He said, as long as you mention it in your review um, and, you know, you talk about, hey, they promised us a day one patch, but as of right now, this this runs a little hot here or there. Um, I think it's I think it's fair to to give viewers a warning or maybe even an asterisk on the score itself of hey if it is impeding on the performance of said game like you know or your enjoyment of the game going hey it took me out here here and here um at this point in time i would love to give it a nine but because of the technical woes i'm giving it an eight and a half um that type of stuff because unfortunately the way of the beast is reviews are detrimental to game sites to content creators of all sizes you have 48 hours tops to make a review worth it to get traffic onto your site to help fund your your channel to help grow your channel as well so it's really detrimental to creators to get a review out there and unfortunately um it's the publishers that know that so they kind of I feel take advantage of the reviewer in that regard going, don't worry. There's, there's a day one patch that's going to fix these bugs right here. So if you know this frame rate dips on level three, uh, some, some, you know, choppy choppiness on level two or whatever, that's all going to get, you know, ironed out. As long as you, the reviewer mention that in your review and mention what they've said to you in that review of what's getting fixed or not, it's totally fine. But I also feel like to an extent, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying if you have the issues, you're overreacting. There is this piling on that we see online from if something runs a little bit hot, um, it becomes this this issue magnified times 10. But like for the example... We've of, seen it a bunch this year too. Yeah. With yeah. Jedi, uh, uh, obviously Redfall. Um, oh my God, there was another one too. Forspoken. Forspoken. Uh, Resident Evil on PC. Resident Evil. Dead Space. Yeah. 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 It so, happens all the time, and I, I think, like Captain Logan brought it up earlier, just give it a week or two. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, if if it, it is in such a bad state, just give it a week or two. Like, in the case of Jedi, you know, we both said it, just released it on May the 4th. Give it yeah. an extra week or so, and I'm sure it would have been fine, even though it re- scored incredibly well. I just... Yeah. I I hate it. Yeah, I really do. It, the whole discourse around it, it just it's, it, and I hate it because some of it is just navigated by people that haven't even experienced the game, and they're talking yep. about it like they are experiencing. Yep. And I'm if like, I have to, Joe, hold on, real quick, please. If talk. I have to see, yeah, one more person, and maybe it's just my Twitter circles, whatever. I I wrote this and deleted the tweet many times because I don't want just say it. Say it with your chest. If I have to see that stupid Dreamcast guy one more damn time <laughs> in my timeline. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I know, man. He, it's clown. He, I you know, know he's doing. not the only one. There's many people that do the same thing. But like, you're clearly doing this for the wrong reasons, just to get clicks, just yeah. to get views, and live off of that. When, unlike what we do, what what Luke does, what uh, Sean Carpool and, and a bunch of other places do, where they actually want to talk about the things and have great conversations about it and yeah. not worry about, you know, like making it on the trending page or yeah. getting a ton of, like actually put doing the good due diligence. stuff out there. Exactly. Yeah. 
walk the walk. Yeah. You know, not yeah, just when, when do you the rush talk out a bye bye. Yeah, when you when you rush out a Redfall review in under six hours to oh my god, you know, because you, you got you got the New Zealand code or whatever, just to dog the game. Like it's come on, we know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah I, I hate that too. It's a lot of it's clout chasing and yeah, it's the way of the beast, especially on YouTube. It's about the the click and if it bleeds, it leads. And honestly, we're going to be talking a lot about that because one of the main topics is about the Phil Spencer interview over on Xcast. And we're going to talk about it as it relates to PlayStation, because there's some really cool tidbits about the state of uh, PlayStation in that interview. And so I'm really excited to talk about it because I feel like uh, I'm going to be honest, not a whole lot of people have been doing it right or covering it right. Mm. Even even just paraphrasing. And that that annoys me the most is when we take quotes, we don't even bother reading them. We're just paraphrasing it to the audience that that pisses me off the most. Yeah, and then it leads into social media where people just read the headline and don't read the article. And it's and it got so bad where people are like, "Hey, before you share this, do you want to read the article first? Yeah, please. I'm like, yeah, read it. Find the actually, context. Would you if actually you like did, to read the quote? Don't worry, we're yeah, gonna do people it for watching you guys. the pre-show. If they take what Joe said earlier, yeah. he's done for. I'm done. But if you realize three minutes later, he took back what he said. Yeah. You know, that's a little tease for people not watching live. Exactly. You should come watch live next time for the pre-show. <laughs> Maybe don't. <laughs> that said, before we get into the show, a little bit of housekeeping. I want to just highlight something. Um, you know, we're, we're a small little indie outlet of just two folks out here. And I just took a look at the numbers. Did, you know, dotted the I's, crossed the T's, all that stuff. Oh, you enhanced? Ones and zeros. Enhanced. It was like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's Jason Bourne. Um <laughs> The Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast, has reached over 550,000 downloads. That's insane. Uh, thank you all so much for your love, your kindness, your support. And in order to say thank you, I would like to do a fun little giveaway. Ooh. Are you ready? Yeah. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? All right. Uh-huh. We're going to give away a copy of Diablo 4. Here's what you got to do. Uh, share us your five-star review over on iTunes over on Google Play and or uh, on Spotify. You share us your five-star reviews on any one of those platforms, and we will enter you into uh, winning a copy of Diablo 4 uh, when it goes live on June 6th. So if you do all those things, you're entered to win. If you're a patron, you're already entered to win as well. You get a double entry if you're a patron and you review us five stars as well. So go out there. Uh, it really does help us out. It grows this channel. And when you do the Spotify reviews, we're not able to see them. So make sure you screen cap your review, share it to us at PS Trophy Room over on Twitter or in the Discord. Just throw it in the general chat going, hey, look at this. And there you go. You're entered to win. How easy yeah. is that? Also, remember, Trophy Room store, link down in the description. Get yourself some awesome shirts. Seeing a whole lot of people start sharing yeah. the swag that they're receiving. Makes, makes me feel nice, feel, Kyle. Makes me feel good. Makes me feel real good. It's like we've been doing this for what four years now, mm-hmm. something like that. To think that over a hundred thousand downloads per year. Yeah, I don't know the exact number. I can't do math right now. I can't either. I just but saw the number. Just like, like when we started, and uh, yeah, there have been other shirts before, but just thinking about people wanting to wear your show around mm-hmm. in public. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel really cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the shy nice. kid from high school feels cool finally at 36 <laughs> years old. It's nice. It, uh, it only took 36 years, but we've made it. That said, yeah. <laughs> it's time for a Patreon pitch, of course. 
Uh, like we say each and every week, if the reason why we sound so good, look so great, is because of your generosity over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. So if you ever got you through a long car ride, a tough day at work, whatever your case may be, it really does help us out if you toss us a buck our way over at patreon.com slash PS Trophy Room. And some folks are getting a double shout out because I forgot to update this list. The newest Ooh, members, Hybrid 7. Four, eight at the platinum tier, Savoy Prime at the pro- bronze tier, and Todd Packard. Thank you all so much. And our premium producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. Our platinum producers, Brad Presnell, Brent Gillian, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy Danger D, Jonas Young, Jose Jimenez, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuko Kill 90, Sith Lord 92, Steven Fleisch. Strubles and Bits, and Jay Shea. I want to thank our gold members, Awesome Dave, Cypher Primus, Bertos Maximus, Baldron, Doth Simon the Pie Man, D- uh, Daniel Welsh, DJ Hercules 89, Elo 2032, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Doors, Naga Chaka, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Kevin Ainsworth, K Grimm, Lamb Chop 93, Marcus O'Neill, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., not to be mistaken with Astronaut Senior, Rick Arrington, Dewane Raksha, the Aztec King, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brenton Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, ET Sensor, Tino Six Speed, M Cly H85, N Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Matt, pew, 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 The Red Arrow, Spam and Bamman, Insomnia. Thank you all so much. And again, thank you all for your generosity. It's the reason why this show keeps going while we're not selling you, you know, razors that could go any which way. It's because of your generosity over at Patreon.com. Yeah. Slash P S trophy razors for your nether regions and other regions. I don't want to read that. Regions. I don't yeah. think you want to hear that. You know, you want to hear me. Or talking. Maybe you do. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're a real sicko like that. I don't know. Well, we, and we have gotten a lot of requests to start doing ads, which is strange. Cause usually I hear an ad and I'm like, what you, you come on. Really? That's nice. But we're trying to, again, not do that unless we really have to. But we'll take that all into consideration as time comes. That said, Kyle, it's time to finally square up the news. First bit of news that needs to be squared up. uh, It's a bit of a sad little bit. Uh, Michael Larry over at PF's Lifestyle writes, Pixel Opus shut down by Sony. Concrete Genie developer issues goodbye. After nearly a decade, Concrete Genie developer Pixel Opus is no more. Sony has shut down the studio as the team announced on Twitter. Quote, Dear friends, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new futures, we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful, imaginative games with heart. We are so grateful. End quote. Pixel Opus posted a heartfelt goodbye on its social channels, thanking its millions of players as they supported the team in its endeavor to, quote, make beautiful, imaginative games with heart, end quote. The San Mateo-based studio never officially announced what it was developing after Concrete Genie shipped in 2019. I was working with Sony Pictures Animation on a PlayStation 5 game, but it wasn't ever clear what that was outside of a quote-unquote new and exciting adventure. Since Sony Pictures Animation was involved, some speculated that it was a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse game, but that was never substantiated. Sony has been on the acquisition spree over the last few years, but this is just one of the closures and changes seen in its first-party teams. Japan Studio was reorganized and recentered around Team Asobi. 
See, I had a bubble, bubble in my throat. Sorry. <laughs> Around Listen, you're 2036. You're breaking down. I get ah, it. Seriously. Uh, Manchester Studio was shut down in 2020 without even releasing a game. Evolution Studios and Guerrilla Cambridge were also closed before that in 2016 and 2017, respectively. Pixel Opus only put out two titles in its nine-year existence, and Twine was its first official game and was an atypical on-rails experience where players used the analog sticks to control a bird and a fish and concrete genie that followed a young boy named Ash who uses a magic paintbrush to paint a dead town in order to liven it up. It also had a mode that supported PlayStation VR. And Sean Layden, uh, the ex-PlayStation head, stated on Twitter, quote, Not gonna lie, this is a deep cut. So loved working with the team and watching them level up to deliver the genre-busting Concrete Genie, all while maintaining a culture of support, inclusion, challenge. Now a new adventure awaits. Only the very best to every team member, end quote. This one cuts really, really deep. Um, because this is a small studio, but they meant... I th- Not to say they... Yeah, they meant a lot. Like, there was yeah. people that worked there, and I think as podcasters we often lose sight of this of of like is this good or bad for playstation and we forget that people are affected here so i hope everybody lands in their feet i hope that they get to at least at the very least get to go to different teams perhaps uh, so that they're not you know out out on the curb but this this sucks this is a small little unit of playstation making creative games not your big triple a you know games that we know PlayStation for, but those smaller, more unique uh, experiences. And so that said, the Muffin Mon writes in, just like you can too, over at the Trophy Room Discord link down below or over at PS Trophy Room on Twitter, and they write, with Pixel Opus sh- shutting down, are either of you worried for other smaller studios in PlayStation, such as Media Molecule, who is coming off of Dreams, which didn't hit the way that they wanted and haven't made another game in about a decade? Is there a concern that these smaller teams who make small creative games could be shut down? And echoed by Matt Kennedy, who also writes in, exactly, I second this question. Studios like Pixel Opus and Media Molecule brought those smaller, weirder, quote-unquote, titles to PlayStation First Party. Xbox has hits like Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush that totally took players by surprise. I hope PlayStation can keep studios like these going, but I just feel that PlayStation of the past is totally different than this current blockbuster AAA PlayStation of the present. So, Kyle, take it away, good sir. Um. Just real quick, Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush also came from gigantic teams. Yeah, but they were in... in, in the smaller projects, but smaller also projects. like bigger bigger studios like, than a Pixel Up and some media. Yeah, like Pentiment, though, was made by like a handful of people. Right? Sure, yeah, but I, I, I think even if, if those didn't do well, it wasn't like those studios were in trouble. Yeah, but I also think it's like, why, why can't that be the same for, you know... This studio, this studio oh, here, I, yeah, I agree, is like twelve to fifteen people. Yeah, it's large, very tiny, very uh, tiny, and you could go out there and go, you know what, you just make the weird game. Like you, you don't have yeah. to focus on making a Sly Cooper game. You could just do what you're doing. Like just yeah, I, be unique. Pixel, Pixel. I I didn't play Entwined, but mm-hmm. I was at the PSX when they first showed off Concrete Genie and fell in love instantly, and I was so excited to play it. It's one of our favorite games on PS4 yep. for sure. I love its story. I, I, it was such a unique concept, and it sucks that they are shutting down. And I hope, 
that this doesn't happen in Media Molecule, and I hope that there this kind of output, these kind of games, aren't seen as not money makers right. and aren't like you know the eye popping kind of oh I'm gonna boot up my PlayStation to play this game from Pixel Opus or Media Molecule. I I just want them to make what they want to make and. From the bigger studios, it seems like they PlayStation allows them to do that somewhat. Yeah. yeah. So these smaller teams, I hope, get a little bit more rope mm-hmm. uh, to do or a little bit more room to do what they got to do. But also, this is also the thing, like, we don't know what the turmoil was in that studio or right. whatever this project is. And if there was problems with it, it's similar to, like... When that whole Sony Ben thing came out with Days Gone Two, and, yeah. and then either shutting that down or whatever, and telling them they no sequel, and having to move on, and everyone was up in arms about it. Yeah, it's just we're not in the room. We're not in the room where it happens. We're not, you know, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Like it's just, I don't know. I I wish them the best. I hope the project wasn't in trouble, and this was just like a purely. unfortunate financial situation yeah but i don't know that's the thing i think this is a major bummer because you lose the weird playstation of the ps3 era because when i look at pixel opus uh, even when i look at media molecule i don't think of playstation 4 i do think of the weird let's take a chance on this game puppeteer like uh games of the ps3 era of like this is strange this wouldn't normally greenlit be greenlit but like it's something unique to add to the portfolio that not every game does have to be this big blockbuster of of a of a of of an outfit so like to me it's a bummer in that way but looking at it through a playstation uh, lens and and to add to the the question that muffin mon and and matt uh kind of kind of brings up here is like you know are are we losing the the PlayStation that takes risks on smaller projects? I don't think so. I actually think if I'm PlayStation, I'm t- taking a look at Pixel Opus, maybe even Media Molecule going, okay, what can you guys do that, you know, Devolver Digital can't do for us, right? Like, we can make a deal with a small indie game that looks totally unique, like a stray, put and it humanity. in our... And humanity put it in PlayStation Plus to, to to you know brighten up that year, brighten up that portfolio, or, or whatever have you, right? If I'm PlayStation, I'm kind of looking at you know Pixel Opus, going, yeah, again, we're not in the room where it happens, so something could have gone awry, a project could have gotten canceled, and you know that is a you know if you're working with PlayStation Animation, for example, let's just say they're making a Sly Cooper game, or in in a Sly Cooper movie, and then all of a sudden the Sly Cooper movie goes. Well, then there's no real point to have this game here mm-hmm, if it's a movie mm-hmm. tie-in. So, like, that plan gets tossed aside, and then your PlayStation going, well, do I want to invest another three, four years in a title that is not going to be the big blockbuster when I could, again, go out to an indie studio where we have the PlayStation Indie Initiative? And currently, right now, PlayStation has a PlayStation India project where they're trying to highlight developers over in India, just mm-hmm. like how they did the Hero Project in China. So they're like, for, you know, probably a fraction of a budget that you would have to give to this project chances are playstation crunched the numbers and said we're probably actually doing better by just making deals with people like ember labs to go create these high budget 
you know, double A or indie experiences. So I I do hope that this team though does go the way that Japan Studio went, mm-hmm. where they just reorganize and put these people in different studios and what and not just cut all ties with them. Yeah. Because I, I do think that kind of unique creative approach is valuable in any of the other studios. Yeah. So I, I do hope that because it is such a small team, I can see that maybe happening. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, where is Pixel Opus located? Are they nearby any other? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they're based in Seattle. But like to while okay. you're while you're looking, you know, talking about Media Molecule, I think the reason San Mateo, California, San Mateo, California. Dang it! Yeah, wrong state, totally wrong yeah, area. You got of the, the you got the you got the S right. <laughs> All right, yeah. forever. But we're yeah. taking a, a look at like Media Molecule. I think they're giving a longer leash because games, though games like Dreams don't happen. Uh, or or don't hit, don't land. They also made Little Big Planet, and that mm. that is a monster of an IP for a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So I think they get a little bit more rope, or maybe a second chance, third chance, whatever have you, because of that IP alone. Where Pixel Opus, as much as I enjoyed their games, um, they didn't hit the critical success uh, success that you see other PlayStation first parties have. I think Entwine was in the '60s and. Um, you know, Concrete Chini was in the 70s. Yeah. Stealth Drop, right? It was announced and released on the same I day, so, I think. If memory says I think that right. was a PS, the first PSX kind of situation. Yeah. And Concrete Chini, yeah, I, I think it was, I mean, we loved it, but didn't get a whole lot of that. Look at this cool new thing that's coming to PlayStation. Yeah, look at this like cool, like cool smaller thing coming yeah. out of us and yeah 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 so that's what i kind of think where playstation's heads at i don't think they're giving up on smaller experiences they're just taking a look at the indie landscape going hey we could fund a couple of these we could put them on our service to help you know sh- shed light to them um even like tachia is another one indie oh, yeah. game mm-hmm. you that's know not stealth announced but dropped really fast in march and then we got but humanity had, right now yeah and it had the playstation backing Right? Exactly. Like, Gia was part of a couple state of plays, and yep. they were happy to show it off and remind us that it was coming to PlayStation. And it, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you there. If they keep going out there and going to these super talented indie studios and do that, and it's more cost effective for PlayStation to do it that way, mm-hmm. I don't see it as such a bad thing. Obviously, it sucks that Pixel Opus is shutting down. I'm gonna miss that studio because yeah. they make great things, but. Business-wise, I can see why. Yeah. And even looking at it through the uh, a, a more positive outlook is, yeah, th- it sucks for Pic- Pixel Opus. It's also probably a huge win for the teams that get that marketing push by PlayStation. You know, you're like, would people really care about Maquette if it was not dropped into PlayStation Plus? I don't know. Would Stray get as much media attention if it wasn't on PlayStation Plus or it was, wasn't highlighted? <laughs> you're like no it would cats love yeah, but like yeah. if it wasn't put out on a playstation showcase like probably not so to me again i would even throw kana in that too yeah absolutely it's kind of it's a it's a bitter pill to swallow but i don't think playstation's given up on the smaller games per se they're given up in the in the in the sense of they're not going to do it themselves but in another way them supporting smaller teams across the you know, genres across the board. So I, I, I think it's not going to go into what uh, uh, Matt Kennedy was afraid of, of everything's going to be blockbuster, triple a PlayStation thing. I do think they're still going to make these indie deals and have yeah. 
a wide variety of types of games to play, whether or not IGN knows about the games or not. <laughs> you saw that clip, right? Oh yeah, sadly I did. Yes, it's it, if, for those who who aren't aware, they took it down. They basically was like, you know, if we didn't hear about your game, then obviously it's not worth reviewing, and it's probably know, it's not, not good anyway. Good. Yeah, I was like, well, wow, okay, sir. <laughs> That's some energy we got to check out the door. Yeah, but there's there'll be there'll still be ton of indies on playstation and um i did actually because we've had this conversation many times when it comes to indies and smaller games Mm -hmm. uh i I went on the playstation indies part of the the store and they've added a bunch of indies to that page so they are doing better that way and it's becoming easier to find them but building blocks we're getting there we're getting there there. we're not there yet but hopefully soon that's it kyle it's time for some good news take it away Andy Robinson from VGC writes, Sony says her Horizon for Midwest has sold 8.4 million copies, taking the series to 32.7 million. I feel like, I, okay, I'm going to do the robot voice because this oh is God. the okay. <clears throat> Horizon for Midwest has sold 8.4 million copies, taking lifetime franchise sales to 32.7 million units. That's uh, that's all that's all the numbers there. I thought there was more. That's according to developer Guerrilla Games, which revealed the sales figures in a PlayStation blog post looking back at the studio's 20-year history. Studio director Jan Bart Van Beek describes the figures as copies quote sold through to consumers as of April 16, 2023, as opposed to units shipped to retailers. The game was released for PS4 and PS5 in February of 2022, and a PS5-only expansion, Horizon from West Burning Shores, launched last month. Quote, millions more around the world have discovered Horizon thanks to PlayStation subscription services and initiatives, including PlayStation Plus and Play at Home, said Van Beek. All told, it's a milestone we never imagined possible 20 years ago when we first started making games. He added, last of all, I'd like to share that we are so excited that Aloy's adventures will continue. Her latest mission takes her to the ruins of Los Angeles and Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores, and we can't wait for you to find out where she'll go next, end quote. Publisher Sony claimed in February 2022 that the game has sold over 20 million copies, up from 10 million reported in February 2019. Holy. So, Kyle. Yeah. 8.4 million copies sold mm-hmm. in the span of a year. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty damn huge. That's real good. That's really huge. But now here's the thing that they don't tell you. Or they don't give any context to. Is the split between consoles? Is this this not just split between consoles? Because I, I again, I think that Burning Shores is definitely a, a a PS5 only game, not just because of the quote unquote tech used, but because I think the unit sold on PS4 was a lot slower, smaller. Than well, but Burning you the only way to access Burning Shores if you beat the main game, so yep. it's not like a standalone thing. Yeah. So I don't think that should be like. It's not seen as a lost legacy. Sure. Kind sure. of thing. But that said, um, as I lose track. <laughs> oh, no. It's <laughs> happening again. We're doing it live. No, um, it's fine. Nah, it's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Fumble your way through it. That's why I did I'll earlier. F- oh, <laughs> the split between the game sales and it being bundled with the PlayStation 5. Oh, fair. So is this an actual impressive number? Or is this what the PlayStation propaganda uh, watch you to believe, Kyle. Beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, beep, beep. Propaganda. <laughs> I suspect propaganda happening. Uh, 
eh, it, whatever. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I love when people bring it's up so that impressive. argument though. Uh, yeah. because it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's like every time they say it, it's like, well, it's like Wii Sports for, remember the Wii, it came with Wii Sports and, and Nintendo yeah. counted it. So er, it's like, this is not a Wii situation. This is not a Wii demo disc situation here, y'all. This is, this is someone logging into PlayStation Direct, like, walking into a Target and going, Hey, I want that. Yeah. <laughs> and picking up a PlayStation five for extra Buku bucks with a horizon attached to it. It's not like someone bought that going, uh, horizon. Nah, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't think that it, it, it's also reverse. It's not like they were like, Oh man, you got a physical copies of horizon. Let me buy the console bundle just so I get the game. And then I'll throw the console away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're not so, doing that either. So it's like, and even like maybe, and listen, I'm assuming there's some cases out there that are like that. It's not to that extent. No, I, I really hate that argument because it tries to lessen the success of a, of a team just for, let's be honest, like console war, dumb narrative yeah, stuff. That's all it is. That being said, Kyle, they also confirmed yet again Horizon 3 on the way. I want to know, where would you like to see Aloy's journey go next? Hmm. I think we think I think we did this a few weeks ago. I'm trying to remember my answer. Yeah. I kind of want her to go to Europe. Europe? You know what? Yeah, Let's go to Miami. I... No. Why not? I don't. It's come on. Can can you name can you name one thing in Miami from a landscape perspective that is identifiable to Miami when you see it in the game of Horizon? You're yeah. like, oh, we're there. We're in Miami. We're or, living it up. Orlando. You got. Or, sorry, not Miami. Uh, <laughs> I was about state. to say what? <laughs> hey, what's in Miami? The whole what's other city, Orlando. <laughs> the whole other city. First off, Scarface. So beaten there, but I'm thinking like the state of Florida, right? I want to see Aloy fight a Florida man real bad. (laughs) That's going to be the main boss is a Florida man. It's just somebody that survived for so long. Just with a it's, dagger. It's like uh, Encino Man, but it's Florida Man. <laughs> they find Aloy finds somebody, you know, covered in basalt, keystone light, <laughs> and and basalt <laughs> preserved perfectly. Oh, love you guys. No, state I just, of Florida. What I just, I, I want to see what these other landmarks around the world look like after sure. all this time. Yeah, and I think like seeing like you know the Eiffel Tower and Big Ben. The Roman Coliseum. That would be a cool fighting pit. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool. I just don't think of anything other than that one block of buildings from GTA Vice City. <laughs> That's all I can think of with the neon. Yeah. But I don't know. Ooh, that would be awesome to see the neon lights. Just think about how, like, they could take advantage of, like, yeah. Listen, without spoiling things, the, the, at the end of Burning Shores... There's some really cool places. That's right, and you beat, and you finally beat it. You finally, like, I did. Played it I finally all? beat it all. How did you like there's it? So many. That should have been the so real many, question. There's so many photos I want to share, but I can't because right. I don't want to spoil anything. It's good. Uh, oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it yeah. is so good, and uh, I th- the one thing that it bums me out a little bit. Talk about I it. I was way too overpowered for this DLC. Yes way too overpowered there was zero challenge no. i only died because i fell too far Same. like literally that's it because even I, the armor they give you they're just like just mess th- some some ish up 
Right, fine. Yeah, it's be- it's because you know I platinum the base game, and you have to be level fifty for the plat. Mm-hmm. And I think you're way too powered for Burning Shores having the requirement of having to beat the main game before you yeah. can hop into this DLC. Yeah. Um, but other than that, the vistas are beautiful. The landscapes are cool. I did a lot more exploring. I found all the really cool collectibles. The again, that last level, two levels. And that mm-hmm. last boss fight are just breathtaking. Yes. And like, shout out to uh, I don't know the actress's name, but Seika. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful performance! What a great character! I hope we see more of her. Seriously, it's just PlayStation knows how to make good expansions. Yeah, man. Some good DLCs. They're really, really, really good. I can't think of one where I was bummed out. Yeah. Where I was like, this is disappointing. This takes away from the base game. I think all of them pretty much elevate. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to think like Old Hunters was great. Yeah. Some of the best bosses in Bloodborne are in the Old Hunters. You think of Left Behind, obviously fantastic. Obviously. Frozen Wilds. Yep. Uh, God of War didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't think of any others, but so yeah. far they've been nothing but bangers. Yeah. All right. Well, let's calm down with that word. Nope. Nope. <laughs> what I really want to see as I, as I was reading through this news, for first off, Gorilla. Congratulations on your 20th birthday. Next year you get to Yay. drink. Woo, party. Wait, their 20th birthday is when? Next year. What day? Today. Oh, next year. Oh, yeah. today. Oh, the day before my birthday. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. it's, that's why it's monumental. Cool. Um, but no, I, I what I'd like to see the next Horizon do is embrace the RPG-ness of... Because mm. I feel like they did it, they did it a lot in... In Forbidden West, and I would love to expand that to character, uh, like 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 talking like trees, you know, dialogue like, trees. Yeah, like not necessarily have to make it a so like binary as like the Paragon or Renegade option. Just give mm. me options to make Aloy feel like she's like like she's more of an extension of myself. I I would like that a, a lot, you know. I that take, would be take cool. Some, I- take some nods from Bioware. I would also, and this might be a hot take, I want less weapons in the weapon wheel. Mm. I feel like there's too many choices. And sometimes and you I just only get over... stick to two. Yeah. Like there there's some really cool things that I wish I, I didn't use the trip caster once. Mm-mm. I didn't tie down any machines. Not me. And it would it would be cool if they forced you to use your tool set a little bit more. Yes. And I would love for them to still expand melee. Sure. Yeah. I also I didn't. The only thing some that, like combos, like button combos, kind of thing. Actual button combos, not like the. I think one of the combos that I just hated was like press square twice, pause for a second, press square twice again, and I hate when games do that. It's like switch yeah. your stance. I'm like, there's just too much going on here. Yeah, yeah. But I'm happy for this team. I'm happy for Gorilla. I'm happy we're getting more Horizon. It seems like, yeah, when people are like, is this too much Horizon? It seems like people really dig this this series, you know? Yes. So awesome. Mm-hmm. Though, I would like to see their next project not be in the Horizon world. Get them to go out there, make mm. some, take some, some more creative risks. But, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited you, to see more Horizon, that's for sure. If you could pick one member of the Animal Kingdom to be a machine in the new game oh. that hasn't already been made. Damn. Which one? That's so tricky because... There's been a lot. There's been a lot. Like, I would say, like, a snake, right? But, like, you see that. 
right? It's one of the things in, yeah. in the trailers. And it's so cool because of the way it moves and it navigates, right? Mm-hmm. Just just thinking about all the little animations that each individual like portion has to do to maneuver is really interesting. So I would love to see something along that lens. I think spiders are completely played out. In fact, yep. we gotta we gotta give up that that chase right mm-hmm. here right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? Just for just for S's and G's, give me a Sasquatch. Ooh, going back to the Florida man. Exactly. (laughs) Give me Bigfoot, you know? I I jokingly was going to say a sloth, Mm. but they don't move very fast, so I don't know if that's going to be a fun encounter. Well, that's the thing. They have so much variety of, like, different species of things that, like, again, I I feel like we take for granted. I want more water-based machines. Yes. Like anglerfish and... Mm. Uh, a beluga whale, like a whale, a machine mm-hmm. whale that's violent, like a killer whale, Ooh. like like an eel. It give me, yes. give me the flashbacks of Mario yeah. sixty four. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. where I was mm-hmm. totally terrified. Mm-hmm. Give me some of that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For it's sure. like a vortex tries to suck you up. It's got like all these. The voice says a llama. <laughs> a llama. I, I feel like aren't those uh, the lancehorns? They're kind of llama esque, right? No, they're more like deer. Fair. You know? Yeah. Fair. But that said, congratulations, Gorilla. You earned it. Now yeah. it's time for the fun bits. The reason why you all are here. Talk about Ooh. that PlayStation showcase, Kyle. Take it away. Zermina Khan at PlayStation Lifestyle writes, Metal Gear Solid 3 Remake and more, rumored to be a PS5 exclusive. Reports have surfaced that Sony Interactive Entertainment has struck an exclusivity deal with Konami for the rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater remake, Silent Hill games, and a new Castlevania. Silent Hill 2 remake has already been confirmed as a time-limited PS5 console exclusive, and MGS has been rumored to be the same. However, this is the first we've heard about a new Castlevania release potentially being a PS5 console exclusive. Konami is yet to confirm a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake. The latest reports come from Windows Central's Jez Corden and has been partially corroborated by VGC's Andy Robinson. Jez's tweet, quote, not sure on that, just heard Sony landed a deal with Konami for Silent Hill, Metal Gear, and maybe even a new Castlevania. Mm. Andy's tweet, quote, I also heard a Sony showcase is happening in the usual late May, early June window with Konami stuff included. I'm not expecting Nintendo to do anything, end quote. Much like Silent Hill, rumors about MGS3 Remake have been swirling for a number of years, but Konami has yet to officially confirm anything. However, the company has previously expressed its desire to breathe new life into its beloved franchises. In the case of Silent Hill, Konami announced multiple new projects in collaboration with external partners. Kyle, I want to know what you feel on this. A, this is the rumor that keeps on rumoring. So obviously, the Metal Gear thing is real. Like, let's let's come on. Sure. Stop beating I, around the bush. Also, I feel like you or I or both have talked about these three like last year. Yeah. Being like a PlayStation even kind of deal happening. Even longer. Uh, you know, we'll get into the heartbreak of more like BS rumors coming up out about Bloodborne <laughs> being remade yeah. and remastered. But I saw I saw a really clever one that had me today. What was that? It was like a rumor of like a Bloodborne 2, you know, 60 frames, all these cool things. Yeah. And then the studio was uh, uh, TMB Studio. And then in parentheses, it was like, trust me, bro. That's the studio. <laughs> I'm like, all right, you got me. All right, you got you me got and I'm me. hurt. 
Um, but I want to know what your thoughts are. All right. Um, PlayStation money had in Konami. Oh, boy. They're evil to get these evil. IP. Because it seems I... like, I mean, look at Metal Gear Solid. It's, again, smoke, there's fire. We've been talking yeah. about it for two years. It looks like it's finally getting announced or finally getting revealed. It's, I mean, Konami was supposed to be at E3 in a big way. And now suddenly isn't. Right. So mm-hmm. they, they need a place to announce all these games. Silent Hill to the remake is a PlayStation 5 exclusive as of right now. And this Castlevania thing, I want to know what what your thoughts are on PlayStation going out there and making these things an exclusive. How does that make you feel? What are some of the conditions that make you okay with any of this? Or okay with all of it? I'm very excited about this. Yeah? Uh, I think this goes along with kind of what I'm okay with PlayStation doing is making these kind of deals for exclusivity. Sure. Um, I think it's smart. It's wise for them to do that to combat, you know, Microsoft potentially buying a full publishing arm sure. for billions and billions of dollars. I, I, man, where do I go from here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I, trying to thread a line. Yeah. Like I, it is exciting. Cause it gives me, that kind of like, oh, PlayStation is rewarding my quote-unquote loyalty to the ecosystem. Mm. Like, getting these pillars of video game history and yeah. allowing them to only be played on PlayStation. Granted, I know that sucks for other places. That's if this is even true or what, whatever. But I think it's kind of cool that these pillars of video games are going to be toe-to-toe with already PlayStation pillars of video game history, like your Last of Us, your Uncharted, your God of Wars, your your uh, your Bloodborne's, you know, like to include these Konami behemoths, uh, I think are I think it's really cool that it's yeah. all gonna be on PlayStation. I really, really do. I think this is I mean, this is PlayStation taking an opportunity going, hey, these are three IP that people really, really like. Konami doesn't have the development arm that they have that they used to have. So we could take advantage going, hey, and this is what makes me feel comfortable with them going out there and making these things exclusive is pouring the development money into making these games yeah. and putting mm-hmm. the teams the teams on task of making these remakes you know metal gear solid 3 snake eater a remake of that is exciting because you could put blue point on that which they probably are and make something really special because blue point has the resume has the knowledge of metal gear to go out there and make a snake eater remake Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, they made the, the Metal Gear collection for Christ's sake. So like mm-hmm. that's what makes me feel more and more okay with PlayStation going out there and making these types of deals. And you're right, for to me as a PlayStation gamer, Kyle, I know it sucks for for people that on on the other ecosystems, but to me it's like okay, so PlayStation is trying to earn my stay here and I appreciate that. You know, so for me, as long as it's it's tied to development time, getting engineers on these projects to help build these games out there. And they're not just saying, hey, here's a couple million dollars. Go make a, you know, how much is a how much is a Silent Hill remake? Ten dollars like going out there and funding, (laughs) uh, you know, funding this development and not just buying them out to just buy them out makes would make me feel a lot better. I do. I do just want to point out. You said the collection was made by Blue Point. I believe so. 
I believe. Uh, I know there's two different types of collections. The PS3 one was still Kojima Productions. No, no, there was another one. I, I forget off the top of my head, but okay. it was Blue Point. Uh, <laughs> that being said, though, I'm excited by this news. PlayStation going out there, earning my money, or, 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 or trying their best to keep me in this ecosystem. And honestly, I don't understand when people go, oh, you know, this is evil. I don't like this tactic by PlayStation. And then on the other end, they're like, oh, a whole publisher Microsoft just bought. That's okay. It's like really because I'd love HD collection. Thank you. I would love to play Elder Scrolls Six on PlayStation. That is not going to happen, and I'm okay with it because that's what they're doing to satisfy their base. So Mm -hmm. I'm totally okay with that. So you know, maybe I don't know. Get over it. That said, Katie (laughs) writes in. Hope we are doing well and manifesting this PlayStation showcase. Praying Ooh, for me. it to be real. Katie, it absolutely is. Don't L- ever listen, doubt. Real quick. Say it with really confidence. Say it with gusto. Yeah, Scott. If if the showcase happens in the last week of May, yeah, the trophy room is going to have one hell of a week. <laughs> and I'll, leave you, I'll leave you with that tease. <laughs> oh yeah, it's going to be. Honestly, might be the biggest week ever. It could be. Could be. It could be. My question is. If the showcase does happen and the long-rumored Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is in the works, what would you like them to bring to the remake in regards to making it more modern? What would you like change? And what would you like to stay the same? As always, much love. Take care. So, Katie, here's the great thing. Kyle and I, our first Kojima joint is Death Stranding. Well... Go for it. With, with an asterisk. I, an asterisk. I played Metal Gear Solid 2 for a few hours. Okay. I tried 3. Okay. Couldn't get into 3 at all. Well, what was the thing that was taking you out? Maybe this remake It was it. way... It was... The systems were a lot at first. And I've heard once you're into it, it gets more natural. But, like, having to worry about Snake's hunger mm-hmm. and uh, making sure the camo is correct, mm-hmm. changing that up. Was a little too much for my feeble young mind at the time. Sure, <laughs> I sure. couldn't handle it. Uh, so as far as like making it more modern, I if it is Blue Point, I trust them. <laughs> I, I but I what I don't want to happen is the Demon Souls thing where they literally just take it and make it look pretty. Yeah, I would like them to change up maybe a little bit of that. You know, little over- je ne sais quoi. Overindulgent kind of systems like yeah. that, and, and like make it a little bit like the item menu. I, I don't know if, if you've ever seen it, and in, in, but it's like you open it up and they slide down like slideshows, and okay. you move them left or right, and it's a little cumbersome. I mean, obviously, back in the time, it was great, but just make that a little bit more fluid. I think, yeah, yeah, I trust Blue Point if it is Blue Point. I trust Blue Point, but yeah, don't be that faithful because you're right. No. The one thing, uh, what is it? The world tendencies in, Dar- in Demon, Demon Souls. Souls. Yeah. Ooh, God, that was, <laughs> oh, so bad. It's the only thing stopping me from the platinum because I'm going to be honest, I don't understand it. And every time someone tries to help me, uh, we just get confused by it. It's the only thing <laughs> stopping me from the plat, Kyle. Only thing. Mm-hmm. So it's frustrating. That being said, though, I never experience metal gear like like my brother did my brother's actually a pretty uh, sizable 
like Metal Gear fan. Like he's not huge, but like he'll mm-hmm. he'll he'll he's interested in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um he he's the one that played um the ones that are on PC or sorry, PSP. Oh my goodness. Uh oh my god. Peace Walker. Peace Walker, and... there you go. There's another one. He loved them. Loved them. Guns uh Gun of Guns of the Patriots loves it. I remember trying to play Metal Gear three because I heard it was the best one ever. Getting into it and then not understanding it because I am at this point, remember, I'm like 12. (laughs) Acid? Was that the other one? There you go. Acid. Thank you. Uh, And I'm like 12 and I'm like, oh, I got to eat a fish? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My little feeble young mind could not get it. When I I heard like, oh, I got a camo up, I was thinking like Arnold Schwarzenegger versus the Predator type of camo. Put on mud. Exactly. So part of me now thinks, oh. It actually gets me excited going, now I know how weird Kojima is. Now we get to understand, now that we understand his weirdness, and I love Death Stranding, those elements, at least the precursors of those elements in this game, getting more fleshed out, modernized, gets me really excited that I'm going to enjoy this for the first time in a long time. That Mm -hmm. said, this is also the reason why I bought a PS3 again. Because I am going to be buying the the HD collection from, uh, I think you could still buy it directly from Konami if I'm not mistaken for like forty bucks, and okay. uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be trying my best to replay these games because you know the difficulty I have old games old, but oh, yeah. um, I'm gonna be replaying these games because I have that is probably one of my biggest like piles of shame is not getting into Metal Gear because I know I would love that political espionage you like spy oh yeah like, it's, all that. It's- it's right up Joe's alley. But, like, Metal Gear is cool. Mm-hmm. The Castlevania thing is what has got me so hyped. So who do you think's making that? Do you think pro- That's perhaps? I... Perhaps? Okay. Let's. All right. I just thought of this. Color me crazy. Maybe. I, oh, yeah. Go for it. Because uh, Blue yeah. Point a few years back, teased the Castlevania in a tweet. They teased a ton of things, and I'll never forgive them for it. <laughs> right, because we'll never know what's te- real. They teased Legend of Zargoon in that yeah. same tweet, so it's fine. So they're just, yeah, they're, they know. They know. They, they know, know what they're doing. <laughs> they know what they're doing. But what if, Kyle, mm-hmm. and just hold my hand as we go through this journey. Okay. I'm holding your hand. What if it's Housemark? Would that get you excited? Because when I think of Returnal, just, just wait again, just relax for a second, everybody yelling at oh, me. Okay. There okay. is some really cool Metroid-like elements to that game, going back in certain areas, having these different abilities and whatnot. It would be a really cool way for Housemark to stretch their legs and do something really unique and really different to their mm. skill set, but I still think they could... They can nail it. I trust every anything in Housemark. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. But it's not to the arcade action that we know them for. Yeah. But just like we didn't know that for Gorilla when it came to Horizon. So I don't know if I want a arcade-ish Castlevania. Okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this, and I, I'm going to trust what he said on multiple podcasts. Okay. I want Santa Monica to do Castlevania. <laughs> I know Eric Williams said that is his dream thing to work on a Castlevania yeah. game. But just to think of that that Santa Monica polish and detail in a 
gothic horror yeah. going up against Dracula kind of setting. Okay. Yes. Okay. And like even God of War, like Ragnarok had those those you know you have to backtrack to open up right. new areas with new abilities and. I think that DNA is also there. Okay. I think a Santa Monica Castlevania game would be pretty rad. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Kyle. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Captain Logan in chat. Still hoping Joe gets a booster seat. Yeah. Well, your mother doesn't seem to mind, Logan. Uh, Eon888 writes in, question for the pod. What's (laughs) your guesses on the reveals for the PlayStation Showcase? What's your certainty, hope, and long shot guesses? Mine are are a little bland. Certainly, we got Spider-Man 2 release date, I think November. Hope, mm-hmm. Wolverine, release date, fall 24. Long shot, Last of Us Part 3 news. Love to know your guesses. Well, Eon, oh. guess what? Hold on one more week. Trust me. Hold on oh. one more week to that question. Oh. Come back. Circle back to me. Okay? I don't even know what he's talking about. Oh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I think oh. next week we're going to have a whole big PlayStation Showcase extravaganza prediction bingo show. Ooh, okay. I'm that, excited. And and as I say this, and I bring up your question here, Ian, not, not just to give you a tip of the hat, good on you, sir, um, but the showcase could be announced any moment, probably after, you know, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom <laughs> gets released. I so, mean, that is totally fair to wait until that's out. <laughs> sometime next week. We will get that showcase news. As soon as that news drops, we are going to be doing our showcase prediction. So next week may not be live. It may be early. It may be even a little late. But trust me, we're going to be talking about that showcase next week. I hate when Joe does this, by the way. (laughs) Just get hyped. I I hate when he gets, you know, very cryptic and just get hyped. Yeah, I know. But don't you hate hype? Yeah, just get a little excited. All right. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, I'm gonna blame you when it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, someone. Oh, we. I got inside sources. Says man with no inside sources, and then just gets away with it, like that guy on Twitter that did the Bloodborne thing. You know. Uh, <sighs> that said, Kyle, listen. It's time to step out of the trophy room for just a moment, but instead, step into. The Achievement Hall. Of course, this is an Xbox show now inside of a PlayStation podcast where Phil Spencer s- smells nice. Game Pass is the greatest deal in gaming. And you know what? Aaron Greenberg follows me on Twitter. And he followed me on Twitter way before from the show Luke Lore. So take that as you will. Now, oh, last week we had a really in-depth, excellent interview over by kind of friends of the show, kind of funny, on XCast. Uh, where they got to talk about or talk to Phil Spencer about the state of Xbox. Uh, Because over there, it seems like, again, outsider looking in, it's looking a little rough out there for y'all, right? Uh, There's a lot of existential questions. Did I say that word right, Kyle? Nope. All right, you say it. Existential. I don't know how. I I really... You you added a D in there somehow, somewhere. Existential. Dench. There it is. It's not ex-din. It's existential. Existential. There you go. There you go. Crisis over there, it <laughs> seems. Right? What we're going to do, there are three quotes in particular that Phil talks about. Right? Because right now over in Xbox Land, Redfall didn't review that well. And so people are just freaking out because it's the end of days. Because, you know, Xbox trips and it's the end of the world. I don't know why. But. What we want to do, because we understand that this is a PlayStation show, first and foremost, 
is we want to talk about the quotes that relate to PlayStation. Okay. Relate to PlayStation because he said a lot of interesting things in that interview about how PlayStation wheels and deals about Mm -hmm. his confidence in ABK and how the digital library affects console generations now. So Kyle, I, there's a lot to read here and I will not let you read all of it. So you'll read the first quote. I read the second quote. You read the third quote. Does that sound fair? Sure. Yeah. Take it away. Good, sir. All right, Phil's first quote: "The trophy room is the best PlayStation." Oh, I'm sorry, that's uh. No, he said it from from my dreams. Um, no, I'm paraphrasing from, here. I'm from paraphrasing. intern from our intern to right. the to the head of uh, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Phil's first quote: uh, "Quote the CMA has a point of view that maybe we have a lead in a market that is just forming, and that this content could somehow prohibit others from competing in that market." And continue. You got it. You got it. There's more there, Kyle. There's more there. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay. said you said every other quote. They're in paragraphs instead yeah. of one big thing. I thought it because I thought it would Anyways, make it, help you read hey, it better. Hey, okay. you know what? Let's let's you know whatever. Forget I even said that. Uh, se- second part of that quote. We will appeal. We will stay on it. Stay on it. The company remains very very committed. Activision Blizzard King is not our strategy, but it is an accelerant for our strategy. So we're uh. We're still heads down and working through regulatory process. The okay. Acquisition. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you want to stop me? There's oh, sorry. No, I, you know what? I'm messing this up. I'm messing this up. <laughs> the acquisition was intended to speed up Microsoft's gaming plans, but doesn't represent the entirety of the company's gaming strategy, which will move ahead even without Activision. End quote. Okay, Kyle. This is where maybe we, we become the Sony fanboys for just a second here, because okay. f- for the most part, Phil's pretty candid. He's pretty honest here. Like this interview, he, man, he, he sh- maybe should have had a PR person at some moments of these interviews telling him maybe you should should say this, maybe you should say that instead. But again, kudos to him for going out there, you know, sitting in the hot seat and taking these questions. But this, in particular, to me, uh, is spoken like a man that does not think this thing is going through. Hmm. And listen, I know, I I think right now it was breaking that the EU is looking to approve this, but if this is not approved in in the UK and the appeal process is incredibly difficult over there to get this Mm -hmm. thing appealed and go through, and it's not passed here in in the States, Microsoft has a way tougher time of getting this through than, than they thought. And when I hear Phil say we're confident, well, he could say it, but it doesn't sound it when it says when he says Activision Blizzard King is not our strategy, but the accelerant for our strategy. Uh, and then then quoted by going, which will move ahead even without Activision. That seems like to me he's talking more to investors than the gamers in this point in time. I don't know. What do you think about that? I'm just bummed we're gonna have to keep talking about it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the energy I have about this. I'm just, yeah. I'm just, it's whatever. But like, it is interesting to hear that it is the accelerate, the thing that they buy Activision Blizzard King ABK was the thing to really jumpstart this process, mm-hmm. and now already in the sentence afterwards, it's okay if we don't get it. Yeah. Like that's weird if you're bang you're banking on all that, on buying that to really accelerate 
what your vision is of the future of Xbox, but you're still okay without it? I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, very interesting it, indeed. Here's quote two, and, and as I'm reading this, I'm like, uh-oh, I think I messed up the quotes. But nonetheless, A forever here. The second quote is, the top two players, which uh, Spencer said, have very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that kind of make being Xbox hard. He then clarified, that's on us, not on anyone else. We've been talking a lot, Kyle, about the deals in place that Sony puts in certain contracts. So, for example... we just talked about Konami. Yes. So, this is, I actually think, the 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 more more interesting quote out of anything here is like, yeah, we seen it out of Konami. I mean, mm-hmm. we're seeing it with Jedi Survivor, like marketing deals, all that yeah, type of stuff. We see it from Square in Final Fantasy. Square Enix. Mm-hmm. But then even like making deals with like Capcom with like Resident Evil, going like this Street game Fighter. can't be on Game Pass for X amount of time. Yeah. I want to know what your thoughts are on that quote and what do you think the remedy is for Microsoft to kind of navigate these waters i i find it interesting that this is kind of like it admitting that they aren't doing enough Mm -hmm. on that front and Mm -hmm. i'm wondering why yeah if if it's it's not like playstation is new to this third like third party deal stuff Mm -hmm. granted they're doing way more than they used to and when they weren't doing it, Xbox was doing it a whole bunch. Again, right. it goes in cycles. They switch back and forth. It seems like every other generation. Or is that true now? Question yeah, I know. That is, that's very true. Maybe next generation, uh, PlayStation's going to be in rough shape. I don't know. <laughs> um, I just find it interesting that he says, you know, that's on us. Yeah. Not on anybody else. And I think that's kind of a... I see it as a shot at the fanboys. Mm. Like, listen, shut up. Yeah. It's not, it, you know, PlayStation's not quote unquote evil for making these things or, or uh, doing, doing bad business decisions and, and being anti-gamer or whatnot. We could also be doing it, but we're not. No. And I don't know why. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting to hear that come out of the head of, right a multi-billion dollar company yeah it's it's weird i think part of it is the game pass you know the game pass situation model it's yeah yeah, it's a blessing and a curse it's like well what is the benefit of spending you know a couple million dollars on the marketing of you know for example star wars you know survivor let's just say xbox took the marketing of it yeah like they did with fallen order which they they had the marketing rights Mm -hmm. um when the game's going to sell better on PlayStation anyway. Like, what's the real benefit of us, you know, putting our stamp at the end of, I don't know, a Madden, if they're going to sell primarily on PlayStation? I think that's one of the problems. The other problems is Game Pass itself. You know, if it's not a new IP, it's really hard to get a third-party publisher on board with the idea of promoting a service that hurts their bottom line. So like one of the things about Square Enix is Square Enix wants that Game Pass money. Uh, That's one of the reasons why they're so uh, 
you know, apprehensive from what I understand of like signing, you know, any type of, you know, game over. Like the reason why you're probably not getting Octopath on Xbox is because mm. they want that save money because they know the Xbox market is smaller for them. So they want to get that profit out up front. If they're going to put the development time in, they want that, they, you know, they're risk averse at this point in time. So like it's things like that, that publishers may see, um, those deals ago, eh, we're not really too interested in them. Um, so that's one thing. But again, it's really interesting. I would love to learn more because I could totally be off base and probably am. And I want to know the insides, the, the the ins and outs of how these deals get made. Just simply yeah. that. Yeah, you want to be in the room where it happens. Exactly. The, I, that is the most interesting Interesting quote because there is there has to be a reason why PlayStation got deals with EA for Dead Space, Star Wars. You're seeing deals with like Capcom. You're seeing RE4 deals with uh, exactly Resident Evil Four. Seeing big deals with the WB with Hogwarts Legacy that make it out to be like an exclusive. You know, uh, um, Justice League. It's like there are so many of these IP that PlayStation's just nabbing this cross brand promotion that is just. It is it is frustrating of like, yeah, why isn't Microsoft doing it? Is it just because the math just doesn't work in their favor? Well, then you're just getting all this brand awareness for one brand. And I, I kind of feel like it would be awesome to see Marvel games and then a stamp for Xbox. Even if it sells better on PlayStation, I think it it would be saying, hey, we exist and we, ma- we can make these big deals too. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right, Kyle. Let's take away the, the next quote, sir. Sure, and I I definitely will read all of it. So okay. Not, wait, wait. Well, you'd be <laughs> doing better than most podcasts that just paraphrase this quote. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. That shot's fine. I don't listen everyone. to other ones. Uh, <laughs> Phil's third quote that we're going to talk about. Uh, quote: We're not in the business of out consoling Sony or out consoling Nintendo. Spencer said, "There isn't really a great solution or a win for us." And I know that will upset a ton of people, but the truth of the matter is, when you're third place in the console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are and have, in certain cases, a very discreet focus on doing deals and other things that that's kind of make being Xbox hard for us as a team, that's on us, not on anybody else. I see it out there. I see commentary that if you just build great games. Everything would turn around, he said. It's just not true that if we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console shares shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation, where everybody built their digital library of games. This idea that if we just focus more on great games on our console, that somehow we're going to win the console race, I think doesn't relate to the reality of most people. Spencer continued to say, quote, Around 90% of people who buy consoles each year are already in one of the three main console ecosystems. And the switching costs are higher now that people have established digital libraries they can carry forward from a prior generation. This is the first generation where the big games they're playing were games that were available last gen. When you think about Fortnite and Roblox and Minecraft, Spencer said, the continuity from generation to generation is so strong. I see a lot of pundits out there that kind of want to go back to the time when we all had cartridges and discs and every new generation was a clean slate and you could switch the whole console share. That's just not the world that we are in today. There's no world where Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people are selling their PS fives. That's not going to happen. Permission to have a Ted talk here, Kyle. Sure. Let me, uh, let me go away for a little bit. I'll take a nap. Yeah. Go take a nap. This quote has been so overused and Xbox fans are going to clap because I'm going to say something nice of he's not saying they're not focused on making great games. 
I get it. Again, if I was Phil, I would have chosen my words a bit more wisely, but he's had a rough week. And uh, again, no PR person to, to pad the questions here. What he is saying is that the issue that is at hand for Microsoft is the fact that during this generation, there was no clean slate moment where usually, and there's been exceptions to the rule, you start off a generation with a clean slate. And then all that matters is the great games, right? So then you got you, you look, oh, Xbox has Halo. Oh, they got Gears. Oh, they got Starfield. PlayStation. Ooh, you got Horizon. Ooh, you got God of War. Ooh, you got Uncharted. And then you measure the pros and cons because you're not taking that library with you, right? The problem is for Xbox is the fact that they do make great games. Hi-Fi Rush is, is, is fantastic. Their library is stacked. Yeah, Pentiment is, is a legit great time. Halo Infinite is a fun time to be had. Sea of Thieves as well. Like they they have a, an impressive catalog. Horizon. I hear Grounded's pretty good too. Yeah, Forza Horizon. Yeah, Grounded. It's not that they don't have a great catalog because they do. And just because they don't interest us and that's not our type of games, I don't have to push them to the side. What the problem is, is they don't have that clean slate moment because they lost the last generation so bad. And what happened early to mid into that generation was the rise of digital. People going out there and buying all sorts of games on their PlayStation 4 that now suddenly you don't have that clean slate moment of, okay, let me go reinvest into a console. Now you have this moment of, well, let me invest in my PlayStation because that's where all my games are. So I'm just going to go out and buy a PlayStation regardless of, you know, of at this point exclusives on Xbox because I'm taking a look at the investment that is my digital shelf and saying, well, okay, Starfield looks nice, but I spent like a grand here on PlayStation. And I've liked my experiences so far, so um, I'm going to hold off on an Xbox. And that's what's happening right now. You know, it's it's akin to like, I'm an iPhone user. I got an Apple Watch. I got an iPad. I got a, a MacBook. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you guys that probably Android's better. I hear nothing but love out of the Android camp. They're able to customize their gadgets, gizmos, and whatnot on that ecosystem. They got them green bubbles when you text. And I'm just happy I got blue. Unless unless Tim Cook walks out, uh, out on a press conference, kicks a baby, and punches a child, am I not going to second guess staying on Apple? I buy an iPhone every two years. I have no idea as to why at this point. They just got me in the ecosystem. Again, Android could be doing so much better and doing things better and cheaper. I wouldn't even know because I'm just here in my ecosystem. And that's where 90% of the audience is at. They're just comfortable buying the thing at the eco in the ecosystem that they're a part of, and they're not even aware of what's going on anywhere else. I just want to interject a fun little thing I just thought of. Please. Uh, iPhone versus Android is also a blue versus green battle. Yeah. Just like PlayStation Xbox. That's wild. When did we decide that blue versus green is the battle over tech things? I don't understand. I don't know. I don't Anyways, understand. continue. But like, that's the situation that Microsoft fi finds themselves in. It's not that they don't believe that they can make a great game. And sometimes, listen, sometimes I believe them, right? Sometimes I do believe them. A Crackdown 3 exists. But... What I will say is their problem is, is now everybody's entrenched in their ecosystems. They missed the moment to make this competitive. So now they only have 10% of the, the, the ecosystem or the, the audience to fight over. And that's not enough to sustain them. And so that's why Phil Spencer says, that's why Game Pass is a thing. 
Our plan is to go out there onto your PC. We're out there going onto your laptop, onto your tablet. It's the reason why Xbox is or Microsoft is dead set on trying to kill the duopoly between Apple and Google Play stores to put their storefront on your phones. There's a reason as to why Microsoft's doing all that. Because you may see the annoying kid at the restaurant being too loud and overstimulated on Fortnite and Roblox. Phil Spencer sees money signs. That's what he's trying to, to, to do. He looks at the ceiling and he's looking at the floor of what console sales can do to him. And he's then looking around going, well, let's go bash these walls out because we feel like there's marketplaces that we can be and just tie everybody together over Game Pass. That's what's happening here. I can't believe I'm the only one that read that quote right. I And at the end of the day, don't get me wrong, guys. Exclusives matter. There's a reason why I'm a PlayStation gamer. I love my Horizon. I love my God of War. I love my Ghost of Tsushima. I love my Bloodborne. I love the deals that PlayStation secures for me. I got a lot of reasons to be happy to, to be a PlayStation gamer. But I also don't have to, have to discount Microsoft at all. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. My name is Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Batman. <laughs> Am I taking crazy pills, Kyle? Does that sound like that makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Hot damn. I don't know what else you want from me. No, I I can't follow up your rants. I just can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I think it all makes sense. And yeah. I also think... In my, again, uh, feeble 36-year-old mind. Sure. <laughs> Not younger, Kyle. You gotta eat more walnuts. They're good for your, your, your brain. I freaking hate I nuts. do, too. I do. <laughs> Other than peanut butter. That's the only yeah. nut I really, really like. Oh, yeah. boy. Ooh, that could be taken out of context. There. Yeah, that's what um, I think a lot of this I could see as him just, like, fighting events, uh, against those console fanboys on Twitter. Yes. A lot of this is just like, listen, shut up. Yeah. I'm tired of it. You're doing way more harm than good here. It, it's not an easy fix. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really what this is all coming down to. And I applaud Phil for being open about this and, and like trying his damnedest to let people know that there goes, there's more into it than just like, let's put, all the time and energy into this one game, make it a 90 plus critically reviewed thing. Mm. And that's going to fix it all. It's not. Yeah. You, it, oh, I, one masterpiece a year is not going to sustain you. Yeah. It's not. You need, you need all ranges of games. You need to multiple star successful thing. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you just need quality, good lineup of games that run the gamut. It just, chill <laughs> that's chill out. I, Relax. I honestly wish one of these times that is just all the all they say is just like chill out yeah it's video games yeah. it's a hobby we all love chill <laughs> it's yeah the, the winners and losers um comment like I, I i do feel like as a creator he is talking he's he's talking to multiple audiences here and it's just like guys stop it doesn't have to be like microsoft makes a mistake and it's over and playstation makes a fumble and xbox is now number one that's not the reality of the situation and yeah for playstation fans out here again we have a lot to be happy about we don't have half yeah. the problems that 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 microsoft publishing currently has right but and don't do the opposite and like as playstation fans you know, be a fanboy for PlayStation either. That's not good for anybody either. Yeah. Be just be happy. We're getting games. Uh -huh. Champion what you love. 
and uh uh it's gone um hold on 36 years old bam it's man (laughs) you got the benjamin button disease uh hello young gents what's going is this where i look is this um but bring know. thoughtful critiques to the to the conversation, because yeah. I think a lot like the to the content creators that go Xbox silences the critics. It's like you're doing way more harm than good, and I think that's what he's trying to kind of echo. Is like you guys gotta relax, you yeah. gotta calm, because listen, I, the oh. the problem that Phil Spencer gets or the problem that he has is that these games take so long to develop. That we're just starting to see the Phil, uh, the Phil Spencer era games starting to come out. Yep. And whatever problems that they have with their pipeline, which really just seem like it's the problem with, not that Microsoft doesn't know how to make great games, they just have a real bad problem with consistency. It seems like the invisible hands of Microsoft publishing doesn't know how to work in tandem with the developers that they own, which gets me, as a PlayStation gamer, concerned of what they're going to do with Activision Blizzard because it already seems like Bethesda is a little bit uh, a little bit too big for them to handle or that they need to handle them better. So I, I'm just yeah. worried that they're not learning the lessons fast enough for a, a much bigger acquisition down the pipeline. Yeah. But I, I, I remember what I was going to say, and, and Savoy also helped in, in the comments saying competition is good. Yeah. A win for Xbox is only going to push PlayStation to do better. We talked about it last week. If somebody wins, you're going to tell me that PlayStation and Xbox after this weekend and Tears of the Kingdom coming back aren't going to be pushing to make it, that's if it's good or not. I don't know. As of recording, it's going to be great. Be one of the best. It's 95 games of the year. rated open exactly. critic. We're going to be winning. Lots yeah. of points for fans of, critic. But you're going to tell me that neither company is going to look at tears of the kingdom like all right what do we learn from this game yep. this release how can we make our games be such a cultural phenomenon that zelda is in the moment and it's going to push every game to be better yeah and that is a win for everybody regardless of where you play and, and competition, that's what i think a lot of people need to learn yeah. and to remember when we have all this childish chatter it Ooh. sucks. All right. Eat, 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 your, eat your clam chatter, old man. What? Your alliteration? What, childish chatter? I liked, I liked it. it. No, I liked it. I really did. <laughs> but I, 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 I think you're right. At the end of the day, listen, again, growing pains. And I think competition doesn't mean it has to be 50-50. I think competition could mean, yeah, listen, you know, one and two. You know, that's how many consoles are being sold. Uh, Xbox versus PlayStation. In some areas, even more. But... It's by seeing by PlayStation looking at Xbox trying to take the wind out of the, their sails and them going, okay, this could be a problem. Let's maneuver somewhere. Like, you're, we're going to talk about how awesome PlayStation Plus Extra is. It's only awesome because Game Pass exists. Yeah. Right? So, to me, that's what I kind of see is competition doesn't mean that the competition is stiff in terms of units sold-wise. Who, by the way? It could be... One trying to come up and the other one going, uh, 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 I see you, I see you, knock it off, and and doing it better their way. So I just wanted to read those quotes in context so that we're not paraphrasing. Because I'm going to say something to the average content creator who gives guff at places like IGN, uh, places like GameSpot, you know, the big media sites, often criticizing them for the way that they handle reviews. While most podcasts that I see... Don't even don't even read the articles or at, at cite the sources or paraphrase loosely. 
on quotes that are important like this. And then we end up playing telephone because when I first read this quote, I was like, Oh wow, this is awful. And then when I actually read it, I was like, it's not nearly as bad. And don't get me wrong. I think it's still bad. It's still not that I would Mm -hmm. use different words. (laughs) Sure. And again, and I, and listen, this is coming from a man that said on the pre-show Chick-fil-A is his second favorite restaurant. Okay. There it is. Now you don't need to worry about checking out the pre-show. It's right there. I, I, I too am human and make mistakes. Um, and have regrets, but during that sandwich, I'm not. And that milkshake, ooh wee. Listen, I'm just saying, maybe I do like the marketing of like the cows of like eat more chicken. Maybe I think it's clever. I can't stand the commercials where they put their their employees up there and talk about just how great it is working there. Oh yeah. boy, who? But I hate it. That said, like I would just use better words. I don't think this is doom and gloom. And I think if you're a PlayStation fan, you're pretty happy that. <laughs> That we hear less of Jim Ryan. <laughs> you know, that we, like, the only thing that we have to worry about is when's the showcase so we can get excited for all these games. I I also am going to say, I kind of like this kind of talk from Phil. Sure. I like, I like when the head of the company that you are so invested in is being the most open, I think, of anybody I would say maybe except for Sean Layden when he was in charge, he was kind of open when he was there. But yeah, but I, I think this not is the to most... this extent. Yeah, uh, like I like that it it makes them a little bit more vulnerable. It's not you know like robotic PR marketing, you know, give us your money kind of thing. It's open. It's yeah. talk about the struggles of creating these things that we enjoy. I, it's it's. It's to me, it's something that I'd like to see, and I kind of wish we got it at a gym from time to time, yeah. even though I'm happy if he doesn't talk. I want more Herman anyway. Exactly, he's so and, and, handsome. And Angie, Let's be real. like, yeah, it's just I don't know, and like, sh- both showcases are gonna be great. Both yeah. companies are gonna be fine. It's yeah. stop yelling it's at each other, you know. Please, just, just please. Stop. yeah, knock it off and put your shirt back on. All right, <laughs> we're not in Florida. We're not Chill. in Florida. Uh, put the switchblade down. Put the basalts back in Bed Bath and Beyond, <laughs> Where even they though they're going out of business. Oh, rip! Yeah. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Those click, are the quotes. Click is the movie. Click is now something that future people are not going to understand. <laughs> That's true. Because that business is gone. We got to we got to remake the movie Click, starring us. Let's do it. Ooh, okay. That, got, that, uh, that movie got get gets really real. Oh, I cried. Yeah, I was like, "Holy sh!" Adam <laughs> yeah, Sandler, what is this? How would how would we reinvented it? Reinvented, and why is it with the, the wand controller with the little <laughs> silicone top? Perfection. Yeah, right. That's yeah. got to be what it is. And it's an Amazon warehouse uh, and a Wonder Book. Oh, it's a Wonder Book. Oh, I like this. That's what it is. All right, Kyle. Let's step out of the achievement hall. It smells. It smells like in here. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stretch for this. Next it smells like guilt, shame, empty promises. You know. Let's step back uh, into the trophy the, room. Let's get the blue hue back on our faces. You know what I'm saying? That's the healing light of yeah, the blueness. It's nice. It's nice. And because of the PS5 is so big, the, that light's just illuminating the whole room. You know. I mean, the flaps let the light go. Oh, you know come on. Come on. How else would you describe that, Joe? Panels, Kyle. Panels. They're flaps. No, they're... There are flapping in the wind, Joe. It's fine. Let your flaps fly, you know? You know what? We're in 2023. 
You heard the man. Yeah. <laughs> Untuck those flaps. Take it. Let take your childish chatter. Take it away and let those flaps fly. Uh, why do I feel that's like our, that's a that's, new thing? That's, that's, that's our happening. new shirt. Yep. That's our new shirt. Let your flaps fly, I baby. Hate this. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for the flash news. Got to run. Got to run fast away from those flaps. <laughs> Got to run fast and far away. <laughs> All right. Here's some really cool news, Kyle. Yeah. Private Division signs a new action-adventure IP from Pokemon Studio Game Freak, codenamed Project Blue. The game is expected to release by March 2026. This comes from Tom Ivan over at VGC. Founded in 1989, the Japanese studio Game Freak is best known as the creator for over 30 entries in the Pokemon franchise. And the quote here, we are thrilled to have the opportunity to create new IP that is bold and tonally different from our prior work, said Game Freak director Kota Furushima. And enter another quote. From the beginning, Private Division was the publisher we wanted to work with on our new game. Their track record and global global expertise give us the confidence to create sweeping new action adventure games that we can't wait to share more about in the future. We're ready to help Game Freak unleash their potential, and we are honored to be the first Western publisher to work alongside this ex- uh, this exceptionally talented and proven team to bring bold new IP to the market, said Private Division Head and Take-Two Chief of Strategy, Michael Wolzer. Kyle. Yeah? The creators of Pokemon are making a samurai action-adventure game that is assumingly multi-platform. Sweet. And, and I did cool. learn, it is very cool. I did learn yesterday. I was like, wow, this is wild. The Game Freak's making something outside of, of Nintendo. Uh, was uh, taught by uh, Matt, who's part of 6-1 Indie. It's not the first. There's not been first. a couple been, recently, yeah. uh, Game Freak being on everywhere. But the thing that is most exciting to me about this, other than the, the samurai action-ness of it all, mm-hmm. besides that it is three years away, which is way too far, I can't even think... 2024 yet uh i hope this lights a fire under nintendo yeah i i hope they look at this this game whatever it is i'm like man i wish we could run that on our thing (laughs) you know just like let game freak do i hope they knock it out of the park and they bring that knowledge or whatever they learn back to nintendo yeah and, and really make like the future pokemon games whatever they make like really something new and yeah. refreshing yeah i like it i like it yeah all right here's another quick one electronic arts said that star wars jedi survivor is off to a very strong start this comes from christopher drinks over at GameIndustry.biz. although physical sales were down with the digital data star wars jedi survivor actually beat Fallen Order's launched by over 30%. This is because of uh, Survivor's digital accounted almost double of what Fallen Order managed. And also a little FYI, Fallen Order sold, has sold over 20 million units. So this is looking like it's going to be one of the biggest games this year, which is awesome. For sure. And also the whole physical versus digital thing. Yeah. A lot of physical people saw that it's really only the, the, the tutorial on the disc. Yep. And we're like, why buy physically? Let's just buy digital. Fair I think enough. that's a sh- that's a shame that that is really all that's on the disc. Yeah. Hey, I have mine though. I'll, I'll be one of the few. It's fine. Uh, I can't wait for you to play it, Kyle. I, I, I'm I, so you know <laughs> now that my burning shores is done. Yeah. Uh, I I've uh, beaten a couple other things. I am excited for 
today as you're listening i probably have played a little bit nice i'm ready to get into it because i i want to be ready for our road to greatness this month and, and talk okay. about it with with all y'all so mm-hmm. it's gonna I'm be excited. good it's gonna be good uh here's something the latest mortal Kombat teaser appears to further hint plans of a reboot this also comes this is pretty much just a vgc hour right here tom ivan over at vgc the latest teaser for the next mortal Kombat game appears to further suggest that a reboot is in the cards quote it's almost time the official mortal Kombat twitter account said in a message accompanied by a video uh saying the video showing a second hand of the clock ticking from 9 to 10 to 11 before bypassing 12 and all the way jumping straight to 1. Kyle, looks like we're getting a reboot. But you know what I'd like to see here, Kyle? Because I'm not a fighting game guy. I know that the stories are pretty pretty awesome in the Mortal Kombat lane. I think starting with 8 uh, recently, it seems like mm. they've been on a roll. I would love for them to do like a, um, a, like a, a sequel boot. Right, like, like a, a a a you know quasi sequel, like akin to like a Force Awakens or like a Scream Five, or like you know something that starts it off fresh, but adds in the old characters. Like the characters are still like they got memories of the past, but we're starting with like a clean slate. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So like maybe Johnny Cage is like Han Solo of of that universe. Whoa. You know, and he's right. he's going over to the new Scorpion, going, take off that mask, you don't need it. <laughs> yes, scruffy nerd herder. That's our word, you piece. Of <laughs> I think it's cool. Yeah, I uh, I love the old ones. Okay. I play them a ton. I don't know if that means sticking to the original roster. I can't imagine they yeah. got to expand it somewhat, but just getting those levels and stages in current gen form i think it's gonna be pretty cool absolutely i just want honestly i just want the mortal kombat trilogy to be remade rebooted whatever that game that giant list of characters that was my favorite and enigma adds in the chat 11's time mechanic messed with a lot of stuff well there you go so that's what i'm thinking like this is gonna be like a quasi reboot sequel type of thing Mm, I like it. Yeah, Ed Boone and just the team over at Nether Realms—they're so talented. Even a guy that like me, who's not a fighting game person at all, could just like I know yeah. that that is the pinnacle of fighting right there. Do uh, do we get that this year? Is that yes. a summer game fest tease? Or, or no, I think that's at the think? PlayStation Showcase. Oh, but like that time frame. Oh, like within yeah. a few weeks, we'll see an actual trailer. Of, absolutely, of absolutely, okay. and it comes out later this year. Yeah. Okay. Just like the next game we're talking about, Hollow Knight Silk Song delayed from the first half of 2023. A spokesperson by the name of Matt Griffin for Team Cherry, Cherry shared an update on the game over on Twitter. They write, Hey gang, just a quick update uh, about Silk Song. We had planned a release in the first half of 2023, but develop it, development is still continuing. We're excited by how the game is shaping up, and it's gotten quite big. So we might want to take the time to make the game as good as we can. Expect more details from us as we get closer to release and this is accompanied by a question from jose ask what not why who writes in question you hunterinos out there is anyone else concerned with silk song being delayed yet again sincerely jose somewhat panini press jimenez (laughs) i'm not panini press in the slightest i'm a little worried why just for fancy critic 
Oh, no. In reasons? No, it, we're fine. It's, they're not saying it's out of this year. It, yeah, no, just take your time. Yeah. It's fine. I think... I, I kind of wish they didn't show it last right. year. Yes. And get our hopes up. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think you'll either see that at the Xbox showcase or we definitely see it at the Nintendo one in September. But Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even that's not... Like, let's just say it's out of reach and it's out of our fantasy critic. Then that means... I think the, 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 the benefit, because we have a fantasy league with uh, our friends over at Carpool Gaming, Sean Capri, and Ryan Turford, who is an excellent host of the uh, you know uh, Xbox Drive. Um, I, I wonder who he's co-hosting. I forget. Anyway, nonetheless, we have more picks than they have, like open slots. We have more availability than they do. We have more points than they do. Um, and so I think, really, the next month is going to hurt us. They're going to be in the lead for like a month. And then after armored core comes out it's just over for them and i think they've realized that that's why they they've been complaining a whole lot like oh like oh my name's sean capri i muted you on on twitter did you sean did you did you you can't get enough of me sean come on sean i don't blame you it's fine (laughs) neither do i all right kyle here's your playstation plus extra and premium games for the month of may holy crap let's start ratchet clank rift apart humanity Watch Dogs Legion, Dishonored 2, Dishonored Death of the Outsider, Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider 20-Year Collection, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Bus Simulator... 20-Year Celebration, Sorry, by the way. 20-Year Celebration. Yeah. Bus Simulator 21, Next Stop, Evil Within 2, very interesting. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Thymesia, Rain World, Lake, Conan Exiles, Rune Factory 4 Special, Se- uh, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, Soundfall, and for your premium games, Siphon Filter, Logan Shadow, Blade Dancer, Lineage of Light, Pursuit Force, and Ghostbusters, the video game remastered. Now, great month. Another question by M9 Prime. I would love to hear your comments on the games coming to PlayStation Extra this month. I must say, a lot of oh come on, M9, we're getting along great. Lots of bangers out there. Lots of bangers. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, we get humanity day one. Um, that goes what we said previously. VR. It's not that yeah. they're abandoning double A games. They're just no. they're having their first party studios focus on triple A while the indie division goes out there and signs these deals. And like, there's a lot of big triple A things. Obviously, Ratchet and Clank is the highlight here. A lot of really good other games. The Tomb Raider whole trilogy. Uh, you got Dishonored, you got the latest Watch Dogs game, but then you get, like, some fun, cute little indies like Lake yeah. in the same little thing. So they are doing that. Easy Platinum, by the way. On Lake? Yep. Ooh, I, I held off on that just because it was it was elsewhere, mm-hmm. uh, but I was, I've been meaning to play that for a while. I played the demo. Same with Soundfall. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, not that it's an easy trophy, that it's it's also a fun time. It's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well. Ratchet and Clank, man. I mean, the, the, I, I, it's starting more and more to, to seem like PlayStation Extra is the thing you get with your PlayStation 5. Was that, uh, What's that? that released May of last year? What? Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet and Clank. No, yeah. that was... Or was that June? No, no, that was two years ago. Two years ago in June. Shut up. That was 2021? Mm-hmm. Correct. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Man, 2021 two, was two years ago. I know. I'm getting old. Time is... No, really? I, I, I truly think COVID did that. Because I was going to say, like... COVID, I think, like messed a... with, like, time and space for all of us. 
you know? Absolutely. We're yeah. in a multiverse somewhere. Somewhere. I I I, I was going to say like oh I, <laughs> I was uh, uh going to say it was a year but before it hit the service but yeah. obviously I'm wrong so it's fine. Yeah. All right Kyle. It's time for our quick segment quick play. <laughs> Kyle, I want to finish up my conversation on Jedi's Survivor. A lot of what I said previously stands. Um, uh-huh. It it is performance wise. I didn't have much of issues. I did have them. They didn't e- impede on my on my enjoyment of the game. Over the fifty plus hours I played of the game, it crashed twice. And yes, again, a lot of uh, not frame rate drops for me, but a lot of uh, weird, um, you know. Um, uh, like loading like screen tears, especially in the first area. Very weird. Like textures not loading in as well. Once you get out of that first planet though, honestly, once I got to the second planet, I turned back on performance mode and didn't really look back, but performance varies. I've seen people that had nothing but problems. Most of them are on PC. I saw people that had no problems like me and then people that have some problems, but not nearly as bad as what's been presented on social media. That being said, though, after finishing Jedi Survivor, I have to say this is one of my favorite pieces of content uh, of, out of Star Wars in recent years. That's this awesome. is this is this this game is amazing, and if you can hold all, out, great. Um, if if you're if you're worried about the performance, it's all it's all right for you to wait. But I'm, what I'm telling you right here right now is, respawns love, dedication to Star Wars. Um, is unparalleled, man. This is my favorite Star Wars game ever. And listen, there's much love to KOTOR. I know that audience loves it. And I, you know, I, I unfortunately didn't click with them, but I respect the lore that they built there. Um, Respawn, the attention to detail. There are some things that are just literally littered in, in the world that are references, strong references to like the prequels. There are mm. the way that this game is able to connect to books to movies to the shows in a really really authentic way without it feeling like it's cheesy or it's here to be here like the connections feel genuine the story mirrors that of like empire strikes back without having to follow the similar beats it's it gives you it gives you such a great roller coaster ride that by the end of it you can't wait to see what happens next um, you know, there was moments, uh, you know, we talked about it earlier, but like, yeah, there are some times where the story gets a little predictable, but even when the thing happens that you're expecting, they add something else that you're not. And you're going, oh, that was really that. Okay. It's going there. Um, it's a really smart story for Star Wars. Uh, the way it makes its connections are just effortless. Um, the love, the attention to detail is there by respawn. And it sucks because I really think, you know, after patch four, I've, a lot of my issues have disappeared, but what, how much better this game would be if it just was delayed just a couple more weeks, at least on console. Cause Mm -hmm. honestly, the time I had was so much fun. I've platinumed it after 55 hours. It is currently my game of the year. It fulfills that, that wish fulfillment of being a Jedi near perfect. I love, love Jedi survivor. Sweet. Yeah. Code provided by EA so you could say, oh, wow, all that stuff, you're paid off, you dumb son of a gun. Mm, just yeah. a slave to the corporation. That's right. Still paying for the you know, 
$250 edition to get this cool lightsaber, though, as I... Oh, I hit something important. Right here, look at that. There you go. Now I don't know how to put it back. Kyle, have you been playing anything outside of Burning Shores? I know you talked a bit about it Yeah, already. I beat that. Uh, you always play a little bit of Emily the Show, but mm-hmm. I do want to just highlight, uh, since we're kind of in the Flash News section, uh, set two in Diamond Dynasty is going to be out on Friday. Nice. And uh, um, they are officially talking about it now, but some of the new card art and new card series leaked a few days ago. I think uh, PlayStation in a different country mistakenly uploaded that trailer. The card art for this new set is just incredible, and I am so excited. It is breathing new life into this game already that I was already not tired of playing and I cannot wait to dive in and play with these new player cards and, and just have a great old time playing America's pastime. It's awesome. Right. So they're like a incognito um, is the set where it's like they take players nicknames and they make like a superhero, like oh. a comic book cover artistic uh, illustration for the card. And mm-hmm. they also have one uh, Kaiju cards where it looks like they are like Godzilla inspired and cool. my favorite met of all time David Wright has a kaiju card mm. and I once I get that he is never leaving my lineup. That's I, awesome. I can't wait. And I did treat myself a little bit last week. Oh yeah. I shouldn't have. Just I don't do have it. any money now. Just do I bought it. the Pixel remasters, the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Yes, how you like it. And I platinum the first Final Fantasy. Oh wow. Um, how long did that take I, you? nine hours but i use all the boosts oh, fair enough. <laughs> so i i put it to four times experience four times money it was very easy i never played the first one um it's okay well maybe that's like, it's I, okay because you got all the boosts on kyle no i mean just just like it's very light on story oh okay um there's some fun things here and there but i can see where final fantasy the core stuff from the franchise came from this first game. Yeah. It's gorgeous. The music's incredible. Um, yeah. I So, like, if you ever do hop on it, because I know you're thinking about I it. I am. I wouldn't say you don't You don't have to play one. Oh, no, I'm I don't playing them all. Would... No, no, I'm playing them all. Okay. I was going to say, I don't know if you would really. At least don't play this one first. No, I'm going to play them one, two, three, four, five, six. You're p- playing them in order. In order. I want to know. I, I want. Okay. And it's awesome to see that this. this I mean, they don't connect. They don't like connect or anything. Could care less. All right. Okay. I got to do it. It's it's OCD. I start with. <laughs> oh boy, now that would bother me. Uh, it's cool to see that these games have sold over two million copies as well. Yeah, I'm so. very 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 excited, and I hope this. <laughs> it's been a while since I brought it up. I hope Square Enix puts out Star Ocean Second Story at some point. Because I need to be able to play that game. It's one of it's one of, if not my favorite, RPG or one of them. But yeah, excellent, excellent. Hey Kyle, are you holding on to something? Yeah, this weird Lego piece. Good. I don't know what it is? Prepare the drop. Here are the latest deals and deals coming to the PlayStation storefront on May eighth. Oregon Quarter. On PSVR two, Oregon quarter. Am I, I going to be on a list for searching this up? It yeah. feels like it. I don't know. You, you go for it. On PSVR two, though. Oh no, I don't want to see that. Oh no, it's good. Ooh, it's giving me the heebie-jeebies. Weird West, the definitive edition, comes to PlayStation five on May 9th. Transformers Beyond Reality on PSVR two. Oh, awesome! Wild 
wild that that just came like that was a big trailer from game awards yeah and like i feel like that should be like hey we have a transformers game on psvr oh all right this is the first i heard about it exactly that's (laughs) worrying but i'll check it out let me i'll yeah I love a good Transformers. And how would that happen? Like, you, like your body starts wigging out as you're transforming? Who knows? As long, yeah, as long as, I don't know. I feel like I would get queasy. Yeah. If you're transforming along in VR, I don't know. Yeez 9, Monstrum Knox on PS5. On May 11th, Another Fisherman's Tale on PSVR 2. Death or Treat on PS5. Filth, filthy Animals Heist Simulator on PS5, Ooh. PS4. Fuga Melodies of Steel 2 on PS5, PS4. Marvel's Midnight Suns on PS4. Nightmare Reaper on PS5, PS4. Space Engineers on PS5, PS4. TT Island of Man Ride on the Edge on PS5, PS4. And Walkabout Mini Golf on PSVR 2. Walkabout Mini Golf looks awesome. Okay. Tell looks me. like a really good mini golf game. Um, and I think it's right for VR2. Also, this Filthy Animals Heist Simulator game mm-hmm. looks like a great time. It's a party heist game, multiplayer. Okay. Become a mutant animal working for criminal mastermind Tony as you steal, fight, fall over, and eat tacos. Love it. Avoid security while trying to make off with the loot, you filthy animal. Looks like a good time. Oh, uh, I think that was actually on the Xbox stage. No, that's party, oh, that's party party animals. animals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that cousins. Cool. Yeah. Could be. All right, Kyle. It's time for the last me- segment, but our favorite segment of the night. It's time for the Sony Pony Express. Yeah. Gary P82 writes, Hey guys, and happy early birthday, Kyle. Rumors are starting to swirl saying that there will be a PS5 and PC version uh, release of Bloodborne. Oh, God. (laughs) Knowing your love for this game, would you be happy with a port slash remaster of it? Or are you still clinging on to hope of a sequel? Keep up the great work, you guys. I listen every week on my long drives around the country. Yeehaw. Appreciate you, Gary. Um, Uh Insert the meme of the little girl. Why not both? Why not both? <laughs> Why not? Why not both? I've recently gone back and watched. I don't know if you have. I'm sure you know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Prepare to Try series from the RKG yes. boys when they're at IGN when they played Bloodborne. Yeah. I've been rewatching that lately, and I've been thinking about just re-downloading Bloodborne and play it. Yeah. I can't believe I am a Bloodborne Souls guy now. God bless. <laughs> I God can't bless. believe it. I've been I've been itching for more Bloodborne, yeah. And so any port remaster, I don't sequel, so I don't care. I want to be a hunter again. Yeah, I know it's so goddamn good. Uh, yeah, this source comes from David Jaffe, which he's wrong almost ninety percent of the time when it comes to these rumors and speculations. So um, when I saw this on Twitter, and it also came from one of these guys that like, you know, it's like one of those guys you see on social media that that try to do the marketing for them. You know, it's like here's this cool <laughs> infographic I made myself. I want to get hired from one of these companies. Yeah, one mm-hmm. of those guys. I was just like, this is yeah. probably not true. So I didn't even, I'm so hurt at this point that like my heart faintly wanted to believe, but you. You're, you're the, you're the, uh, the mom of the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I've heard it before, son. Whatever. <laughs> okay, whatever. You As he's being dragged away. Dumb, dumb. Exactly. In the teeth I really mean it this time. Yeah, whatever. Your father is right. You're, you're a failure. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Dewane Raksha writes in, Hi, lads. There is so much happening this week. Zelda, it's not for me, but I can recognize it's huge. Diablo 4 server slam beta. Server, server, server slam. This uh, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Bastion servers. <laughs> uh, and three legitimately exciting PSVR two titles releasing and still playing Jedi Survivor. How the hell am I supposed to manage work, personal relationships, and taking care of my pets with all this great stuff happening all at once? I got it. I got become unemployed like me. I don't know. Listen, how about this? Forsake all of your resp- adult responsibilities and just say, you know what? I'm having a me day. Yeah. There you go. Your dog will understand. <laughs> you know? Put p- Have PSVR 2 on your head. Yes. Look through. Take the, the silicone thing off. Yep. Or move it to the side. Look down and play Zelda on your Switch. And then look up and play in VR. And then while your PC is updating so you can play the server Smash for Diablo 4. I mean. And just have a great old time. Yeah, my, my mind would probably explode at all that. I Yeah. It's impossible. Bertos Maximus writes in, guys, I need to know if there's a price tag on PSVR 2. Sorry, if the price tag on PSVR 2 is worth it as they are dropping into game stores in UK on Friday. I really want to get one, but is it really worth it? Thank you for providing the best podcast around. Stay safe, you guys. Thank you, Bertos. Your mileage is going to vary. Yeah. So, you know, my questions to you, Bertos, is are you a fan of VR? Um, you know, do you have VR already? Do you, are you, you know, accustomed to how it moves around and all that stuff? Cause people could get seasick. Um, and then at that, at that point, I would say if you've, if you play the majority of PSVR one, I would still say, wait a few weeks, wait, a, wait a month or two, see if it still tickles your fancy because it is a huge price tag. And then jump on it. Because if you've already played like Moss 1, Moss 2, and, you know, like, um, you know, Pistol Whip and all that, not to say it's not a great game or anything, but like, those are also on PSVR 1. Are they improved? Absolutely. But you do have to go out there uh, of some of them. I know Pistol Whip, no, but like, you have to, you know, upgrade or buy them outright again. So I would say if you're new to VR, haven't messed with the, the library yet, go for it. And on the other hand, though, if you, you see Call of the Mountain, you're like, man, I really want to play that. And you're a big Star Wars fan of the Star Wars game and a couple of these like Tentacular and uh, What the Bat yeah. and Walkabout Mini Golf, which comes out as of your, you listening on the day of on Thursday. Um, if that stuff still excites you I, and you have the money, sure. Yeah. I, I, I think PSVR 2 is only going to go up. Um it's been a while for me personally of uh, playing in VR. Uh, don't know why. I've just been into playing. Sure. And will be the show. And if once that is the VR mode, I'll be in VR all the time. I mean, I mean, I've played nothing but Jedi Survivor. So like, yeah. So yeah. It, again, like Joe said, it's ebbs and flows. It comes and go. But I, we still believe in the technology behind it. And we think it's still pretty major. It'll be around though. Yeah. So it's 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 whatever. Yeah. Whatever your financial situation is, I guess. Or, you know what? Just treat yourself. Yeah. Long chicken rights. Can't wait. We'll try to watch live from the hospital. Oh, no. But the Wi-Fi sucks. One question. Will they finally reveal factions to multiplayer? And is Microsoft dead? Much love from Germany. Uh, 
<laughs> happy you're you're better at long chicken exactly um, yeah that's we'll go into on the show what happened but in the discord i'm yeah. sorry to hear what happened but yeah. i'm glad you're doing much good. love much love glad yeah. to see that you're doing uh factions 2 is a lock yep soon and no microsoft's not dead yeah. they're, they're gonna be a-okay <laughs> yeah they just got a limp right now they got they got a bum knee you know yeah 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 they're in a sling up. Yeah. But they, it's nothing's major happening. They just need to rest it for a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be fine. As my parents say, take some Advil. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, right now, PlayStation's holding them up by the collar. They got a couple of bruises and they're just like, I'll save you for later. And then just toss them aside. Yeah. I don't like the fact that you just called PlayStation the bullies. Because I'm very anti-bully, and we're uh, you're saying we're that's, a bully podcast? Well, that's funny know, enough I like because I, I love bullies and I think we need more of them. Kids are getting too soft. Uh, it's my birthday. I'm announcing I'm leaving the trophy room. That's fine. I don't need your dumb face around anyway. Well, there we go. <laughs> your face is too symmetrical. How about that? And it's too glowing on this podcast. I don't know if I can handle that kind of talk anymore. <laughs> Cowboy Danger D writes in, yee Do we yeehaw at the Sunny Pony Express? We always yeehaw at the Sunny Pony Express. Okay, good. Uh, we do a short little one when Cowboy does it. Okay, good. Or good. other people do it. You yeah. know, my, my trope. It's killing me. Uh, I'm playing through Control at the moment. Excellent game, by the way. Yes. And very much in, in, uh, very much enjoying all the side collectibles. Reports and little videos and audios, etc., oh, etc. Those creepy puppet video PSA thing. Oh, boy, mm, those are good. Freaked me out. Freaked me out. <laughs> my question to you is this. A lot of games have these types of collectibles of lore. Do you usually listen to and read all of the extra stuff you may find in the game? As always, love you guys. Proud of y'all. Shiny side up. P.S. to anyone out there listening. Whatever you're trying to accomplish this week, y'all got this. I like that. I love that. I, like I needed that. to hear that. Um, uh, go for it, Kyle. It depends. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I just beat Burning Shores last night and Horizon in general. They have a lot. Yes. And there are a lot of a lot of very dense reading stuff, mm -hmm. which is good. I read some here and there. I always listen to audio files and hopefully you can listen to them as you're walking around the world. Yes. I hate being stuck in a menu and having to listen to it in there. Um, but it depends if it grabs me or not. If a, if a couple of them I'm picking up in this new section are just like. Eh, kind of generic. I'm not going to keep reading, but like learning more about what happened on, like, on the Ishimura, for example. Mm -hmm. That stuff's super cool. Yeah. So it, it depends on the game and the setting and whatnot, if, and if anything grabs me. For, but yeah. if I'm it's not, too much, though, that also puts me off. Yeah, if there's too much, I'm not going to read them because it's too much. Yeah. Um, if there's just the right amount, like audio logs, I'll always care to listen if... I can walk in it, in it, you know, do the thing, right? I hate when I'm, like, stuck on the screen. I don't like that. My hands are off the sticks. Uh, I, I don't care at that point. Reading, uh, just because I'm dyslexic and partially dumb, uh, I don't like to do. So, typically, I don't. Unless it's, like, a From Software thing where I'm reading, like, the, you know, like, the description. I usually don't. What's that called? Trophy room facing your hand? Did there was a PlayStation up? for accessibility for screen reader right Ooh, you thinking does that 
does that apply to in-game no. notes? Probably not. That's no, only menu stuff, yeah. So maybe that, hopefully that's something they add in the future to games, because that'd be cool. Last question comes from Wit the Will to Kill. Potentially a off- little concerning of a name. Yeah. I hope I hope you're I hope you're good, Gordon. Yeah. I hope you're killing I, baddies. Yeah, yeah, in games, of course. In games. Yeah. I, yeah. I hope you're not John Wick and orphans. Yeah. Oh boy. Potentially <laughs> off topic for gaming. However, what is your opinion on the writer's strike and their arguments based on streaming platforms? I haven't seen anyone say it specifically, but do you think that the issue surrounding streaming will this expand into the issue or sorry, will this will this expand this issue expand uh, I'm sorry. Will this? With so many shows being canceled. Oh, there you go. Thank you. I'm so dumb again. I can't read. See, it's okay. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, also, do you think that the strike will eventually affect the gaming industry? Gordon, aka the Will to Kill. Kyle. <laughs> Joe. Um, here's the thing. I'm not a smart man. I'm not a bright one. Don't claim to be. But usually, if the workers... We all listened to a TED Talk earlier. I don't know. You sounded pretty good there. I don't know. Usually, if Do the workers... Do you just rehearse that all day? Kind of. Is that what happens? Yeah. I rehearse okay. it. I think about you stand it. stand in front of the mirror. Yeah. yeah. like, all right. How now, brown <laughs> cow? How now, brown cow? Please podcast attribute your sources. Please content creators. Give, cite your sources. Please Say use with full quotes. confidence. Gusto. With gusto. Bangers. Oh. Sweet num nums. Oh. Flaps. No. <laughs> no. Enough. Because <laughs> you know what? I'll have a will to kill. <laughs> Keep saying that word. Um, oh, boy. Usually, when the workers want something, I'm usually pro worker. I, I, I could care less about what the, the big corporation has to say about Jack All. Like, I saw just now, like, Microsoft. Um, you know, isn't going to give raises at the end of the year, citing economic hardships. I'm like, you're a trillion dollar company. Yeah. You're a trillion dollar company. I hate seeing the videos of like CEOs uh, talking to their workers of like, you know, there is not going to be any bonuses because y- y'all need to learn to work harder and you need to do whatever you can for this, for our business. And then learning that that same person took like a million dollar bonus yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. Here, here's the F word of the show. Fuck off. Yeah. Like your business is nothing without the people that are working. Exactly. It's same thing for all this entertainment. It is nothing without the writers behind them. Yep. So I am all for the writers going on strike and doing what they need to get done to be properly compensated. And for working, especially with streaming, even, even actors Absolutely. are upset about streaming yeah. because you know, it used to be like you have, um, I forget what it is, but you collect royalties off residuals absolutely off off of your work if it's if it gets syndicated if you're a movie uh, anytime it shows up anywhere like i've seen writers get checks for like a dollar fifty because an episode of a show they wrote on exactly aired one time yeah but like they still get something and with streaming it totally gets rid of that so yeah no i i do think um you know if you if if you're a writer and it goes on streaming even actor you should be getting residuals that's yeah yeah, absolutely. The other thing that they're arguing for, which I completely agree, is no AI integration in the writing uh, booth. Oh, yeah. None. We were talking about it a little earlier. AI scares the crap out of me. Um, I don't like it one bit. And to me, I feel like it's disruptive in the wrong ways of just getting rid of literal jobs, whole entire industries. 
Um, I understand that it could be used in certain applications, but we really have to stem how much influence we're giving AI and how much involvement in the creative process and just in processes alone, AI should or shouldn't have uh, in the workplace. And we should be doing that right now. And I think we're right now behind the times because right now Google's open AI makes it so that if you're a website, like all you have to do is type in a question in Google and what Google will do is use all the information it's, it's siphoning from websites across the, the web and just throw it at you and just give you the quote unquote answer. That ruins literally anybody that has a website, anybody that does SEO, your job's useless now. I don't even know how websites are going to get money and, and cash flow. The, mm-hmm. Super disruptive. I don't see the, the, the true benefit and it's stealing from, from people that are actually doing the effort to write the things. So AI sucks in that in, and I, I don't like it. I, you can't sell me on it. It's it's the NFTs, but actually harmful. Um, hey, I I do hope during this strike, however long it is, it's. I know it's not going to happen because it happened with the last strike, where good stuff is going to be affected by it because people are going to try to push forward and get other people to write on it and try to get people to cross picket lines or whatnot. Like I think of Heroes, right? Yeah. That first first season of Heroes was stellar. One of the best seasons of TV ever. ever. And the writer strike happened and then killed it. Downhill it went. Yeah. I, I hope that obviously they come to a conclusion soon. I hope that the production companies don't try to move ahead without these talented people. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I do think it will probably come to the gaming industry. I know there's a handful of writers who are part of the, the WGA, but it's not everybody yeah it it needs to expand again i i think ai is going to make a lot of these jobs incompatible obsolete and i think i think out of necessity honestly yeah uh ai again ai scares me so much don't like it and and it's because it was i'm a big dumb idiot i don't know any like i don't know many things i just see things that can talk to me and and have dreams, but them not being actually sent to it. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, Skynet's coming. Great movie. Yeah. That said, have you ever seen Ex Machina? That said, maybe if they had the the AI has a sexy little voice, maybe I'll fall in love with have it. Have you have you ever seen Ex Machina the movie? No, but I've seen Blade Runner. Joe. And Harrison Ford, <laughs> robot. <laughs> Ex Machina is incredible. Yeah, uh, Alicia uh, Alicia Vikander plays an AI robot. Is that with and uh, Oscar Isaac Oscar, is, is in it? He's a dream. Boat. What a great oh, man! I might watch that again soon. It's Hell so yeah. good. <laughs> Hell yeah! But yeah, no, that's a yeah. I, I listen again. You know, I'm if workers want their and it seems like they're all pretty reasonable demands. Go for it. The, the best the best sign I've seen out of the picket uh, line is um, again. What's one writer? $10 <laughs> is the best the best thing I've seen on the internet. That's it. It's, it's just really quick. It's very yeah. similar to when I hear people uh, when I was still teaching and have teacher friends. So, and they're upset that teachers will have off on the summer or whatever. And they're yeah. like, well, we should pay them as babysitters. They get paid too much, whatever. And I love doing the math of like, all right, cool. Every parent needs to pay a teacher the rate of a babysitter. So they have their kid for six hours a day ish. 
times yeah. that by five, so thirty hours a week times what's the average babysitter? I don't know, fifteen bucks an hour maybe on the low end. Yeah. All right, so you know, fifteen times thirty per week per child in the classroom. There's twenty something kids in the classroom. Sure, pay teachers like babysitters. I dare you. <laughs> teachers are a okay with that. <laughs> I double dog dare you. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I dare you to do that. Well, Kyle, listen, that's been the trophy room for this week. We went pretty long, but I liked it. I enjoyed myself. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, it was nice. Y'all in the chat, I hope y'all enjoyed yourselves as well. Yeah, thanks for thanks for joining me on my birthday. I love you very much. Thanks for letting me be a part of your weekly lives and, and allowing me to do this with my uh, one of my best friends, Joe, and talk PlayStation. I could not think of a better way to spend my Wednesdays recording, Thursdays for y'all listening the past four plus years at this point and Nuts. let's do it for as many as we possibly can let's do it for four more yeah only four <laughs> only four <laughs> only yeah. four we end at eight, eight. eight years and a movie <laughs> eight seasons and a movie the trophy room let's do it everybody you can find me oh over. no what have i done <laughs> let's do it eight seasons in a movie let's go well, we can play you in the movie or are uh, we playing ourselves it's Danny DeVito, right? <laughs> no, I want Oscar. I, I need Oscar Isaac to play me in the movie. Okay. Uh, not be just because he's a dreamboat, uh, but because I just want to see him in a fat suit. I think that's funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, who do I get? Do I get Jack Black? Oh God, yes. All right, good. Oh God, yes. Okay. I want to see an unhinged Kyle. <laughs> Everybody, that's been the trophy room again. Uh, rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. On Spotify, that Diablo 4 giveaway. You share your five-star review with us over on uh, Twitter at PSTrophyRoom or join the Discord. Pop your, your, pop your five-star uh, reviews there and get entered to win. If you're a patron, you're already entered as well. You can follow me over at Mr. Badbit. You can follow the show over at PSTrophyRoom on Twitter. You can follow the show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever podcast services are available. And... With all that being said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. See you guys. I love you. Let your flaps fly. No. Mm-mm. <laughs>